The Jaguars and our stadium partners are hosting a job fair Wednesday, April 3rd to find enthusiastic new faces to serve as ushers, ticket takers, concessionaires, security, and more for the upcoming season. Stop by the Fields Auto Group Terrace Suite at Everbank Stadium from 3 till 8 p.m. on April 3rd to apply. Professional dress, a pen, and a smile are all you need, so stop by the job fair to be a part of Jaguars game day. Equal opportunity employer. AC's broke, it ain't no joke. Call Florida Home AC. Florida Home AC. Florida Home AC. Florida Home AC. FloridaHomeAC.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Bob Dylan, The Rough and Rowdy Ways Tour. March 12th, 8 p.m., Jacksonville Center for the Performing Arts. Get tickets now at Jacksonville Center for the Performing Arts.com. Bob Dylan, live on stage. Show will start promptly at 8 p.m. The First Coast Games is an annual corporate challenge to introduce fun activities into the workplace and focus on your employees' health and wellness goals, with some friendly competition, of course. Registration is now open through the First Coast YMCA for both recreational and challenge divisions, including pickleball, cornhole, volleyball, flag football, and other team sports. The games will begin in March. Register your company and teams at fcymca.org. The flagship station of the Jaguars, WJXL AM Jacksonville Beach, WJXL FM Jacksonville Beach. If your ride is making strange noises, don't wait and make it worse. Come to Action Transmission on Merrill Road. My expert technicians can diagnose the problem and likely fix it fast. Experience the difference at Action Transmission on Merrill Road. Spring is in the air, and that means another great event at Tobacco Cove. Come enjoy a great cigar and explore the creations from Foundation Cigars. Master blender Nick Molito has created these masterpieces. Experience the High Clare Castle, the Wise Man, the Tabernacle, and the Olmec. Join us at Tobacco Cove this Saturday from 1 to 4 for food, prizes, and great deals at Tobacco Cove Cigars at the corner of Bay Meadows in San Jose. It's time to welcome in spring with Foundation Cigars at Tobacco Cove. Exciting news from Leonard Truck Accessories in Jacksonville on Blanding Boulevard. Stocking brands like Real Truck, UWS, WeatherGuard, Carry-On Trailers, and more. The best deals with the best prices only at Leonard Truck Accessories on Blanding Boulevard. Leonard, your truck, your style. This is Molly McDonald with your 1010XL Southeast Orthopedic Specialist Local Sports Update. The Jags collapse at the end of last season still has people asking what happened. In a one-on-one with me, O'Brien, at the Combine, former NFL GM Rick Spielman spoke on what he saw with the Jags this season and how he believes they will bounce back. This year just didn't seem, in my opinion, they were in rhythm all the time or they just couldn't find a lot of the answers. And I know a lot of it has to do with Trevor, but he was hurt. And give him credit for gutting it out and trying to go out there and play with the injuries that he had. But I think they have a lot of pieces in place down there. 
and I expect them to rebound from probably a disappointing season off what they did the previous year. Your Jacksonville Icemen will be down in Orlando facing off against the Orlando Solar Bears to start their three-game series. Puck drop is at 8. It's 72 degrees at 12 o'clock time and temp brought to you by Bueller Air Conditioning. Stay cooler with Bueller. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Attention. Attention. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL prime time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're yeah. just talking Tom Boogery yeah. yeah. How you like me now? <clears throat> oh, we're getting ready to roll on a Friday. Friday with a little overcast sky. You may still be working, trying to get it all done. But when you are done, come on by Players Grill Mandarin. You can enjoy a delicious lunch here, maybe an ice cold one to get your weekend started. You can find us on San Jose Boulevard where the neighborhood meets, as Spielberg likes to say. And yeah, you can definitely yeah. hang out here anytime. Mm. Now, you and like, like maybe back during football season, you were watching, you were locked to all these televisions and you were watching actual football. Well, you might be locked in with a cold one watching them run the 40-yard dash or watch them uh, try and kick up 225 pounds how many times like Jared Burst did uh, yesterday he was impressive uh, that's for sure so we got plenty of combine talk to get into fellows uh, Mia is still up there so we'll say hello to her in about a half hour's time 1230 she will check in uh, because we now have quarterbacks that have entered the building, and I'm going to set this up uh, with you guys just in a, in a second as far as Caleb Williams is concerned. But I tell you what, man, there's a lot of good talent up there right now, Leon, a lot of good talent that this team's going to mm-hmm. be able to choose from, number 17 overall. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was impressed. You know, I found myself. Usually I don't, I, you know, I don't like watch the combine because it seems a little dull. I mean, a little boring. I tell you what, it's better. It's, it's better than watching the Pro Bowl. Let me just say that. But I enjoyed that. I saw I, not listen, by much. Not by much. But you know, the, the thing that's that's that I get excited about is because I mean, these guys the, running these drills. I, I, listen, I understand the effort that they went into doing these drills because it can become monotonous. Mm-hmm. Right after the season ends, you're in, after you lift weights, you're out on the field and you're practicing the short shuttle. You're practicing getting low in your stance, coming off the ball. You're practicing box jumps to work on your vertical and all that kind of stuff. So when kids do, they do these for weeks and weeks, and they get to the combine and then they showcase their talent and they succeed. You know, you feel good about yourself. So I mean. Uh, I, I'm happy for the kids that, that perform well. The kids that didn't perform as well, it's not over. You still got a pro day. You still have another opportunity to showcase your talent. But, yeah, I get excited about the kids that do that do, do well because uh, I saw a lot of them yesterday. It's a little beauty pageant. It is. It's, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little, it is. It's a, little, it's, it's a lot of bit beauty yeah. pageant and a little bit. All right, we'll get some more information on these guys. It's, yeah. it's, well, it's their opportunity, I guess, as much as anything, just to show physically – what could be because they are again they already have the tape we all know that the tape your tape is your resume so it's their opportunity to kind of like add a little in their eyes a lot add a little more intrigue and a little more of good question or if you do it wrong bad question of personnel scouts like if if a scout sees wow i mean look at that dude Mm. the way he runs look he knew this was a job interview he knew what he had to do he came here in great shape you're Peyton Wilson. You're on a four 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 five forty, which is ridiculous for a linebacker, a middle linebacker. Um, 
you know, you see that, yeah. and that just adds on to Peyton Wilson's already good tape. But what's so funny is, like, you talk about it, it is, it's a beauty pageant, and I totally get it. Uh, and, and they're trying to do whatever they can to turn heads and impress, all right? And that's what a beauty pageant is, is turn heads and impress. Mm-hmm. And so the Peyton Wilson, he gets down in his three-point stance and just breaks off, what was it, a 4-4-4, four, 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 Matty? 4-4-5. Four, four, okay, 4-4-5. Four, mm-hmm. four, I mean, he was absolutely flying, right? And so he moves up as far as the linebacker ranks. But guess what? Two ACLs and shoulder surgery. In college, okay, that's a hell of a lot of wear and tear and damage mm-hmm. that that those medical guys and the and the teams have to make a decision: is he over all of his injuries? Is he going to be healthy from here on out, or is he or is he well, a major risk? He, and he was well, also he was flip. also a bad man at jam. He, he was, was a bad field, man. Listen, when he was saw, on that field, man, he saw, was a bad dude. And listen, I saw him against my Canes. I, I I don't know I don't know how many times I say, hey, is anybody going to block him? Yeah. he was in the backfield. <laughs> I mean, this guy's. In, I mean, you're talking about a guy who had what 17 and a half tackles for loss during yeah. the season. I mean, he was the Buckets Award winner. He had six sacks. He had interceptions. I mean, he was just everywhere. He's but a that, bad now man. His, yeah. yeah, his tape says it all. They concern with, like, in, the NFL is a coin flip. The concern is the injuries. Right. Is, that's he, what, is yeah. he past the injuries? Yeah. All right. So that's I mean, why that's he at least key. gets to try and prove, yeah. hey, forget about it. Mm-hmm. It's in the past. It's in the rearview mirror. And I use Miles Jack as an example. Miles Jack was the one who let it slip out that he may need knee surgery at some point down the line in the future, mm-hmm. however he described it. And then, boom, this was this bombshell report. And he tumbles from the night before the draft into the second round mm-hmm. when people thought maybe he could be top of the first – or first half of the first round anyway we all know what happened miles jack basically went through his entire nfl career healthy he yeah. didn't have to have didn't have to have surgery mm-hmm. and so they're trying to prove uh, people wrong go to low two the rush in up in or out in ucla yeah mm-hmm. same that thing dude has got a was, major concern medically yeah. well it, he had one yeah he was yeah he was he medically, medically retired. retired yeah yeah and then had a doctor say no you're fine then went out and was a was a beast, right? An absolute beast off the edge. Yeah, and so maybe more uh, the U.S. the UCLA edge rusher low two over say Peyton Wilson. Jacksonville may have their eyes on a guy like that, mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. But this is the huge risk. And look, I, I I think any of these guys obviously can overcome injury, but you have to be smart. You can't be drafting yeah. a bunch of injured players. Yeah, I, but but uh, listen, they, these NFL teams they they're making. Uh, an investment in these guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they've already done their due diligence. They've already talked to numerous doctors who probably dealt with him and say, hey, listen, is this thing – is oh it, yeah! Is this thing yeah. going to be continuous? Yeah. Is it going to be a history, or, or, or is this something that we don't have to worry about? So I mean, the NFL—you're not going to get by the NFL when it comes to the medical stuff. Trust right. me, I've been dealing with it afterwards. So, <laughs> but I don't want to get into that. But that's but, but that's the truth. The facts are is that they're making a hell of an investment in these kids, and they're going to make sure they're on the up and up. So this is a, an interesting little tidbit from XL Primetime Doctor George Bari. Mm-hmm. He texted Joe and I this last night. This is interesting because. This has to make you think at least twice, maybe more actually, about guys, injured guys, okay? Mm -hmm. George said there are now studies that show that if a player comes into the combine and had his ACL reconstructed, he already has a 25% chance of tearing it again in the NFL in the next 22 months. 
Wow. In the next so 22 months. Yeah. So one out of four in the next 22 months will tear it again. <clears throat> two, two seasons worth. That's basically two seasons. And what you're doing is you're basically playing the percentages. So that means you've got three quarters of a chance that it's not going to happen. Right. Right. And, and that's a mm-hmm. positive. But you also have a one in four chance, like Matt's saying, or the Geo said, that it could <clears throat> happen. And so the last thing you want, and like you came in, Leon came in, and we always love hearing his stories about how I got something bad. You know, I had the, the bad thumb and I wasn't going to push up uh, the, the bench press and try and risk injury. Well, he because, wasn't going to file the Simone as well. Yeah, exactly. The Simone was <laughs> yeah, whooping his butt. That by, part. by the way, bro, did you see Jared Verse? Yeah, what did he do? 31. That's impressive. Yeah, 31 reps. Yeah. And look at him. I mean, he is just pushing. He's a grown man. Those <laughs> There's no points. doubt, man. He's a grown man. And, and so here's a guy that's coming off the edge that's going to want to prove that he's got strength, upper body, he's got leverage down low, that he can beat the likes of Leon. Well, you know what offensive linemen say when we see stuff. We say weights don't hit back. That's what we say. <laughs> when we see that's, – that's just us being petty when we see – I mean, that's fair. Play. Yeah, weights don't hit back. absolutely fair. Yeah, not, no, but listen, that, that's impressive. I mean, what he ran and what he benched lets you know he's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's able to flip those hips too. I, I've seen him. Listen, he's been a nightmare for the Canes as far as pass rushing and everything like that. So, he's very impressive as a pass rusher. He's – I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he and Dallas Turner are very similar in the fact that I think they both have the talent to be really good players in the league. Mm-hmm. But, man, both those guys got lost in games. They disappear. Yeah. They See, dis- that's it's not It's not they disappeared. It's just like you would go a stretch in the game and go, where is Dallas Turner? Mm-hmm. Or you go, where is Verse? Oh, believe me, and mm-hmm. I know we, I know we had conversations about this. Like, wait a minute, that guy has terrorized quarterbacks. Dallas Turner, I'm talking about. He has terrorized guys. Where is he? Same with Verse. And, yeah. and, and then the only other problem was is that when he did get to the quarterback, he dipped his helmet and put the crown right on Jaden Daniels <laughs> and others. Yeah, he did. So is he? I'm, so I'm asking you this question: Is Dallas Turner and, and, and uh, Verse are they pick and choose players? They decide when they want to turn it on. I don't know. I, you, the player, know that. I, I, you, the player, saying, know that. That's okay, what we call them, pick and choose. Yeah, so. Pick and choose player. I, listen, I, I play with some players that I know that every, every, you, they're going to be there. Uh, you, take a guy like, you take a guy like Warren Sapp. He's not no pick and choose player. You know he's going to make an impact, pass, rush, or the run game. So, I mean, if these guys are disappearing, that's got to be, be a red flag, isn't it? And, and then, but guess what? Put it this but way. guess what? Every team says, "Oh, we could change him." Right. Put it this way: Will Anderson is not a pick and choose. Oh, player. I know he is yeah. because okay. I, I watched him when he was at Alabama. He was always making plays. So, the, okay, there, so, and there are guys right now that are trying to compare Will Anderson to these. Will Anderson is <clears throat> is on a different stratosphere as from Verse and Turner. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely different. Player. Yeah, but Dallas Turner was profiting off of Will Anderson being on the other His side. First year, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And no so doubt. you were you were looking forward to seeing if Dallas was going to rise to that mm-hmm. Will level uh, and be that guy this time around. It, it, it he struggled it, year two, and then yeah. year three he played much better. But it's like we said about Kool-Aid and Terry and Arnold, two really, really good corners that fed off of each other in the back end of that Alabama mm-hmm. defense. And let's also remind everybody, Alabama's defense sagged in 22. It propped itself back up in 23. Remember, mm-hmm. they, they were f- filled with flags, filled with big plays that they were beat on. But you and could also look on the other side of that and say, well, they sagged because they didn't have any rush off the edge. Yeah, and then they got rid of their defensive coordinator. They brought another one, you know, an old, old friend back. All right, but Seminole fan, you guys hit the text line, 641-1010, text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, and let us know. Here's Jared versus stat line. 23 solo tackles, nine sacks, a forced fumble. Now, the book on him was that in the second half of the season, he turned it up. 
Is that what you're describing? Is it now it's time to get drafted? It's he now it's time to rise. It's, it's, like, it's money year, and he it's not like pick and choose. <laughs> hey, but, but, but plus, hey, listen. Also, I mean, money. He was is a injured. Motivator. Early, he was injured earlier in the season. Not a big, not a big injury. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you like a guy in the text line says he was constantly double teamed. Guess who, everybody gets double teamed. Yeah, well, yeah if you're the everybody best, everybody gets chipped. If, if, you're, you're, the, the, if, if you're, you're the best, absolutely, if you're really league, get you deal with it. Yeah. That's why you find a way. Yeah. You absolutely find it, a way. What you think is going to happen? Listen, when he gets to the league, he may not get double teamed, but guess what? He's going. The offensive line play is going to be much more superior. All right, and, and let's make it clear: we know that Jared Verse was pretty damn a damn good yeah. player yes. uh, at FSU. Yes. But now you're talking about next level. Where does he go, and what does he do? He could and, take over a game at FSU. So. Yeah. I'm not saying he's not a great player. I'm just right. saying I, I didn't see it all the time. Like, he would get lost. And it's not just him. It's Dallas Turner, too. Yeah, and you're asking the other question. When they get to the league, and you know this, Leon, mm-hmm. can they do what they did in college at a high level? Because you're now well, going up against not good on good. You're going up against great, at least most of the time. Well, what, what players have to understand is that when they go from college to pros, that whatever you did in college ain't good enough. It's got to be better. If, if you're going, to, you got to be better than you were. I don't care if you were first team All America, All SEC, or whatever. You got to be better than what you were in college. If you come in with the same mindset of college in the professional league, yeah. you're going to get lost. You're going to be eaten up. You're going to get swallowed. You're going to have. It's going to happen because because now you're um, among the elite of the elite, which means that no more. Uh, what, what the teams they play, they play Furman or no more Vanderbilts of the world. I mean, it, you're not going to see those teams anymore. Yeah. Even the bat, worst team in the NFL is going to have solid talent. Absolutely. You're talking about, you're talking about a, a, a club where the less than 1% play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you get eliminated, eliminated, eliminated. Maybe. You know, it, it, there are so few. Mm-hmm. Madeline Kahn, History of the World Part Two. This is right. one of the best scenes ever. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. Uh, so, you. It, well, it's also, I mean, honestly, honestly, it, it's, you could be a, one of the worst left tackles in the league. Mm-hmm. In college, you were an All-American. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so you can come in and say whatever you want, man. Yeah. I, that guy's going to be able to block you. Yep. Yeah, I like Simple as that. Yep. I like to keep using Donovan Smith as my latest example of a guy who has uh, not stood up in, in the NFL game, but he mm-hmm. was the best uh, when he yeah. was coming out of college. And Big Surce has told the story multiple times. You learn how to be a pro because otherwise you are going to get exposed if you don't yeah. put that work in. All right, so we'll answer this question coming up in just a little bit, but this is a question for you from Jason, who, by the way, says, love the show. Thank you guys very much. Listen, you want to you want to yell at us, scream at us, make mm-hmm. fun of us, love us. It doesn't matter. Just hit the text line. Let us know on social media. We'd love to hear from you there as well. Just find all of our uh, X handles and jump in. But the question from Jason is what lineman sticks out to you the most at the combine. Now, we're going to see these guys a little bit more over the weekend. So we can answer that question coming up in just a second. But that's honestly – all right, so let's tie his question to what I've been thinking Mm -hmm. as I'm listening to – well, Matt actually doing crosstalk with with, uh, Tony and and Tommy Mack that that their question of the day was Mm -hmm. how many offensive linemen – are going to be new next year, and what was what were the options? Zero, one, or I don't know what the options were, yeah. but I, all I said was, well, from what those guys said at the yeah. combine, right. those guys being the head coach Doug Peterson, the GM Trent Balky, it looks to me like they're doubling down on that starting five. Uh, okay, so let, let's make this the ten ten take, and then let's just jump in on this conversation because I, I you, you can't help but understand what happens during this time of the year mm-hmm. because this truly is lion season. 
Now, Joe C's 1010 tape. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue. Local pitmasters since 68. You can find them all over the First Coast, and you know they got good barbecue waiting for you and all those tremendous sides to so drop on by any one of your area sunnies. So I say to myself, whenever I hear something during what's called lion season, silly season, the off season, however mm-hmm. you want to describe it, leading up to free agency or leading up to the draft, is who's telling you the truth and when are they lying to you? Those are the two questions that you have to ask. And so I came out of this one with Doug Peterson and Trent Balky, and I said to myself, mm-hmm. all right, we all know the offensive line couldn't block on a third and one or a fourth and short when they needed it. They couldn't hand it off and trust their line to get the job done. And you're going to try and convince me that they're okay with the guys that they've got. So I'm going to, I'm going to put them into the Lions season category right now. Mm. They are telling you they're not, they're not looking past the linemen that they have in that building, mm-hmm. which means they are going to be looking at the top of the draft for mm-hmm. linemen in that building. That's the 10-10 take. Mm-hmm. What say you? What do you uh, say, Matt? I think you're yeah, – So you think they're telling uh, the truth. I, I don't know. I, I think they're telling the truth because I, I, I haven't I, – I mean, we haven't seen them. We haven't seen that type of deception from them at the combine with these two, these two guys, mm-hmm. with Peterson and, and Balky. We haven't seen that type of deception well, if from we, them. If, and number, that's number one. And number yeah. two, they went too detailed into – he made a point to say those five only played one game together. Right. We had injuries. We had guys shuffled around. The, the five, and he, and he named each player of the five, only played one game together. I, I, don't, I yeah. don't see that as a smokescreen. I see that as, hey, if these guys are healthy, we believe in them. We think they can be – you know, we think they can be a good line. Yeah, but that was, that that was bull. What he said, because in the field, when do you when do you ever start the season with the first five and you end the season with the last or the same five that you played with? It never happens in the NFL. You're going to always have guys go down. You're going to get injuries or whatever. There's going to be different components, different mix. It's going to be a musical chairs of offense. That's what we saw last year with this offensive line musical chair. I'm talking about their efficiency. I'm talking about their accountability. They were terrible, bro, especially on crucial moments when we needed them the most, when we needed to convert on third and short or fourth and short to you know, move, move yeah. the chains. We're a freaking shotgun. I, I, that, that's, an, that's an indictment right there on the interior of the offensive line. I'm talking about their lack of dirty, nasty. They don't have it. Yeah. They don't have it, bro. Grungy. That's why. Get I think, after it. They, I, th- they, 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 I told you they need to go. They need, nah, I'm not condoning any violence. They need a bar fight. <laughs> I don't, I don't, there's no bouncers in the clubs on that offensive line. There's nobody that's going to throw you How out. How about a little taekwondo or something? Uh, anything, you know? bro. Anything. anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're saying taekwondo instead of the whirly bird? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I just want to see some grit. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's I want to see exactly some dirt under the nails. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to see some dirt. I want to see some guys. That's why I told you. When they, that's what Scherf was early in his career. I know he was. Okay. He was of, a bad dude, He man. was a bad dude. He got here in South Florida and – Picture Carlotta's and stuff. And <laughs> picture, I don't know picture, what happens. picture Jason Kelsey forever, man in the middle. Picture uh, Creed Humphrey, man in the middle. Yes. Those types of guys that are running listen, the show. That, listen, your center has got to be grungy. Yeah. All right? Dirty. Listen, my center when I came here was Dave Waddell. All right, six, grungy seven, and dirty. Grungy was dirty, <laughs> but listen, listen, he'll take a shot on you anytime. Yeah. He, he was an attitude guy. I told you he was the same guy where we with the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. Right, we're sitting there trying to configure how we're going to block the Bills and all this other kind of stuff. He said, "Man, the hell with all of that. Let's just go out there and punch him in the mouth." Yeah, and exactly. that was it. Yeah. 
Yeah. We were ready. We and were ready it worked. And we were ready to rock and roll, baby. That's what you do. Yeah. That's that, what we need. We need someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yahtzee. Yahtzee uh, on that one, Leon. And it, it's the truth because I do think that's why I believe the tell is we're, we're content and they're really telling us yeah. we are shopping for some studs along the offensive line. And yeah, I'm not necessarily it. saying. I yeah. I'm not necessarily saying that you need to go <laughs> like, like Matt's uh, 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 hoping. Interior lineman, interior lineman, first and second round. Hell yeah, round. guard, guard, uh, like backflips uh, over know, that. But but they better with one of those first two picks get a mauler inside, yeah. get a guy that's going to sweat. Someone. Yeah, just and, a yeah. flipping this, yeah. dirty, nasty mauler. Yeah, this, yes. Yeah, you need somebody grungy. And, and this it's, Richie the Incognito. Center, that's what you yeah, need, yes. Yeah. You your center is your centerpiece. That that starts it all. He may well, not well, be the still, best guy, but okay? He, but he'll fight. He may not be an all pro. Yes, but he, he's, listen, he's the type. Of, listen, yes, you, he's you an want, attitude guy. You want your center when he's uncovered. You want his head on a swivel. You know why? Because of a D tackle or a DN leave some ribs available. He's taking. <laughs> exactly. He's Put taking shots. Shot on him. You know, he's taking shots. He's I'll not. You, he's I'm, not up here. He's not up here finger painting with guys. Cooper Beebe's that guy, yeah, Kansas just, State. Man, that's all I'm saying. saying. That guy who Cooper you love, Cooper yeah. at Kansas State, is that kind of guy. Uh, all right. So let's go to the other side real quick, and and, and because this is the you, we all know the main focus. At least I think it's the main focus on our show. Is we can look at all the other areas of mm-hmm. need. You can go cornerback if you want. You can talk about a few other positions, but for me, it's the triangle interiorly when it comes to defensive interior line and offensive interior line. And I'm just calling it a triangle because I'll go guard, center, guard on the offensive line. And then however they set it up where they are making plays from the middle with an interior uh, defensive tackle uh, and get the job done behind him. That's the triangle I'm talking about on the defensive side. So how about our boy Braden Fisk? We just mentioned Jared Verse. Braden Fisk, interiorly, mm-hmm. he ran a four-three-seven short shuttle. Four three seven for a big man. Now Dane Brugler points this out, and and Fisk could be a middle round guy, maybe even a later round guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he well, weighed in yeah. how much? What right at three hundred pounds? Two ninety two. Okay, yeah. two ninety two. So listen to this four three seven short shuttle for perspective. Dane Brugler points out Aaron Donald posted a four three nine. Now he ain't Aaron Donald. No. Okay, but he is nailed to the ground, strong little lighter mm-hmm. and might be one of those guys that you can look at interiorly. Yeah, but uh, me and Matt was talking about this off the air. We was like at the Senior Bowl. He kind of got exposed. He got, he got pushed around yeah. a little bit at the Senior Bowl, you know. And, I mean, at, with that weight, 292, I mean, I, is he your one? He might be a little he's bit. Not he's, not, he's not playing a one. one. Yeah. But then if he's your three, that means can he run block and can he get after the passer? I, I, I don't know. Like he, he, can do both, he can do I, a little bit of both. I just – I don't – I got I, I thought like you before the senior bowl. Yeah. And then I watched the senior bowl and those individual drills and I was like, Whoa, that's not good. Yeah. That's not I mean he he was hustling, he was well, working hard, well, but he was getting swallowed. So I mean when he was getting pushed around, was it It wasn't really pushed around. I mean wh- it was more like he was just getting swallowed. Like he mm-hmm. couldn't get by him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a it wasn't a situation where he was Getting out physical. Was this one on one or double teams or both? No, this was individual drills. Individual so drills, one on ones. Okay, so he was getting swallowed. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that could be coached. Could he be. Might have been, could be hand placement. Could he could have been too high. I love the kid. I loved him. Yeah. At, I, I I loved him at Western Michigan. I thought he had a great season at Florida State. Mm-hmm. But right, there's you cannot overlook. He's two ninety two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you I are mean, not playing inside at two ninety two. Not no at one. No, not no. at the one. Absolutely not. No, because we. But then at the three, you got to be able to at least. 
rush yeah. the passer. Uh, well, you got to be elite. If you, yeah, you got to be elite. Yeah. <laughs> I'll exactly. tell you who'd like to see somebody playing inside at 292 on the defensive is Luke Fortner. Okay, mm. the center for the Jacksonville Jaguars right. would like to right. see that he'd 292 that, right. that he'd have to go up against inside because yeah. he's getting beat by the 330 yeah, pounders. He, yeah, he's getting overwhelmed, uh, absolutely. Of the world, that's yeah. for sure. So uh, that that's where we are, uh, you know, just looking high and low as far as where these prospects, because you're going to have to find somebody deeper in the draft. Now, I'm not saying Braden Fisk is a guy that you absolutely need to lock in on, but he's definitely worth exploring and seeing whether or not he, they think he can add weight to that frame. All right, so he's one of a dozen FSU stars up there. Jordan Travis also up there. We want to hear what he had to say uh, that we will play the sound coming up in just a bit. We'll go up to Indianapolis. Say hello to Mia. A couple of comments from you Knowles fans as far as both verse and fist that we will get to. So definitely jump in on the conversation. One big talking point up there is Caleb Williams is now saying he ain't going through any medicals. Mm. He's not doing any of that. You're not mm. going to – I ain't open and say, ah, he ain't doing any of it. Uh, and so we'll tell you at least the talk and thought is of why he's doing that. Now, here's what i got to tell you real quick. Players Grill Mandarin, you can come on by. You can have you a delicious lunch uh, between their menu items from the pizza to the wings to the burgers. It's endless, okay? they got plenty of great menu items. And you know what else? they got cold beer. And I have to say something to this nice lady here. She's got her a cold Corona just a little after 12. Okay, Nothing wrong with that. Mm. And, and that's how she rolls on a Friday. So mm-hmm. I am loving seeing that. We got plenty from Players Grill in Mandarin. Drop on by San Jose Boulevard. You can also head over to Hendricks in the Miramar or Oakley Plantation. Any of the Players Grills would love to see you. It is XL Primetime heading up to Indy next. 555 Jacksonville. <laughs> It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Oh, yeah. It's time to rock and roll on a Friday as we are hanging out at Players Grill Mandarin. San Jose Boulevard, drop on by, enjoy a great lunch. And I'll tell you what they've got on Friday's a little customer appreciation where they're setting you up with 75-cent wings, and that includes specials on a little Bud Light, a little Stella, a little Ultra. You can get any of them. Just drop on by. Players Grill Mandarin or hit the other locations, Oakleaf and, of course, the Miramar Plaza on Hendricks. Now, you just heard a little Foo Fighters coming back on a Mm. big hair heavy metal Friday. We have got Welcome to Rockville tickets. We're not giving them away right now, but we will be playing artists from the Welcome to Rockville lineup down at Daytona. That includes Motley Crue, Slim Knot, Limp Biscuit, Greta Van Fleet, Stone Temple Pilots, The Offspring, some of my favorites, uh, and you can definitely be listening we'll give you a chance uh three times today to pick up a pair of single day general admission passes and of course you can go to welcome to rockville.com as tickets are available now so make sure you check them out all right so let's head up to indianapolis and get one more uh report from me o'brien before she heads well heads to the airport starts heading back to duval let's ring up another guest on the all pro roofing phone line all right, Mia, you are up in Indy, starting to close out 1010XL's coverage up there. We've got quarterbacks rolling through uh, the building. What's the latest? Yeah, bright and early this morning, the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs met with reporters. Of course, this afternoon, the defensive backs will take to the practice field, Joe. So uh, we got an up-close look and uh, got up-close and personal with the likes of Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Marvin Harrison, and, of course, plenty of Florida State Seminoles as well between 
Jordan Travis, who it was so good to see. It was so great to catch up with him. He he looked awesome. Um, to Trey Benson, to Keon Coleman, to Johnny Wilson. I, I true, I said it, and I truly believe it. It's such an underrated storyline from the combine this year that Florida State went from having one player represented here at the combine a year ago to twelve. Everyone wants to talk about Michigan and the eighteen players, and that is all fine and good. But I think as much as people are discrediting the future of Florida State because this elite class is leaving and moving on. I think that we do need to celebrate just how special that group was. And it was great to catch up with some of them, as well as a local product in Austin Reed of Western Kentucky and St. Augustine High School this morning. So, so Mia, the, the, the Caleb Williams story, I mean, is, is there much to do about nothing, not doing the medicals, or is it, is it a red flag? a couple people Leon and like it honestly sounded like they were more perturbed by Marvin Harrison saying um how he didn't know if he was going to do he didn't want to do drills because he's training to play football he's not training to run a 40-yard dash for the rest of his life um people sounded a little bit more peeved off by that than they did Caleb Williams I, I can tell you from our you know Let's be real. I mean, the cat's out of the bag. From knowing the people who are working with Caleb Williams, who may or may not be in Jacksonville, I don't know where any sort of red flag with the medicals would be arising from that he'd be trying to hide. Um, I just think that it's just a matter of he is always a kind of unique type of guy, and this is him blazing his own trail. Maybe he said, you know what, Marv came out with that revolutionary comment last week uh, about why he's not going to be testing. Maybe I need to come up with my own, and I'm not going to do the medicals. I mean, let's. I want to circle back to Jordan Travis real quick. Did he give you a timeline uh, as far as when he expects to be ready to play? Number one and number two, what, what's the buzz you're hearing about him um, in Indy? And, and is he a guy you think could go higher than many people think just because of what he what his production at, at the college level? Right. So um, I unfortunately did not get to send you guys, um, which I apologize to all of 10 XL. I didn't get to send the shot sheet yet of all the sound we collected this morning because I had a meeting at 11 a.m. Um, so I didn't get a chance to send that along. But Jordan told me that he expects to be cleared in May. He had his walking boot removed last week. Trey Benson told me he cried when he saw Jordan when they arrived here in Indianapolis, seeing him without a boot for the first time in months. Um, an emotional, emotional Jordan Travis talking about it as well, that he he keeps looking down at his foot and smiling because he just can't believe he's able to walk on his own two feet again, which sounds incredible. And then you look at the timeline. It's March 1st. He says he will be cleared by May. He expects to be ready to play at the start of training camp. Now, he hinted that obviously there are some teams that don't view him as their day one starter, needless to say. Um, and so he would have that year, hopefully, to quote-unquote redshirt, learn a system, get ready in the National Football League. But he said he's met with almost all 32 teams. And he says that, you know, he compares his game and coaches and scouts compared his game to Jalen Hurts. They believe he can be that type of player. We all know Jalen Hurts went in the second round, somewhat surprisingly, to the Philadelphia Eagles in 2020. Could we see Jordan Travis in that range? I don't think so, because a lot of the buzz I heard, Matt, is that if anybody is going to go in the second round of the NFL draft uh, among the quarterbacks, it may be Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. falling to the second round and or third. And Spencer Rattler, your guy, being the biggest riser here if he tests well tomorrow, and he could potentially sneak into the second or third round. I, I, I would guess that, that Spencer George, Rattler yeah, is an enigma, man. He is, but I, I would guess that, that, that if you're really talking about Jordan Travis, he's a guy that might fall, unfortunately, because of that injury. But, man, if he's sitting there in the fifth or sixth round, I'd take him. Mm-hmm. I would take him. If I was yeah. his franchise, I would take him. And I'll say this, Matt, talking to the Florida State contingent this week, like, I know we've said it time and time again, as you know, we went through the ups and, you know, the, the, the one big massive down of their season, you know, this past fall. Like, he is their 
leader. Like, guys got emotional on the podium, whether it was the defensive tackles, the edge guys, the cornerbacks. When you asked them about Jordan Travis and what he meant to Florida State, and, you know, they said the play for 13 or whatever the, the mantra was that they, they had it in Tallahassee with regards to playing for Jordan Travis, but that was real. And the fact that, you know, he's riding around on a scooter, he's in a wheelchair, and he's still at practice every day, that meant so much to them. I think that's going to play very well with NFL front offices. I, again, I'm not saying he should replace Trevor Lawrence. All I'm saying is he's a great locker room guy, and he's also a guy that I think developmentally, if you can develop him, he's a fantastic guy in case, in case uh, the unthinkable happens with your starting quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't say no to that. At all, right? No. I, I think what you're looking at, and, and this is what Coach Campo likes to talk about a bunch, Mia, is that you're, you're, you're trying to look at the individual, what they're willing to do, how dedicated they are, are they always prepared. And I don't think there's too many things you could say negative about Jordan Travis and the way he's approached life, football, and everything, and, and, and you know this latest setback. It would be a flyer late because you don't know how 100% healthy he can be, but right. everyone tells you he can, re- he can recover from this injury. Yeah, I asked him to specify what the injury was, and he just kind of, like, laughed it off and was like, I don't even – all I'm saying is it's a fractured leg, and that's all I've kind of been telling people. So, I don't know. Again, for all we know, and we know it well in Duval County, Ben Barch's knee injury, no one knew the extent of that for months. And I know from people that have had a similar knee injury or have worked with the surgeon that worked with Ben, you know, they couldn't say it in the moment. But when he was saying he was going to be ready for the start of the season, they were looking at him like, no, you're not. You're not going to be ready. And so that, that's why I'm wondering exactly what the exact extent of Jordan Travis's injury was. Was there ligament damage? I'm assuming there was. Was it a clean break? Um, I'm not sure we'll, we'll get that information now. Um, you know, maybe the, the medical doctors who perform the medicals here in Indianapolis do. Um, but I, I think it'll be a situation to monitor. He was never going to be a day one starter, even if he didn't get hurt. I, I don't see a world in which he was going to be drafted by one of these 32 teams to be their guy week one. Um, and, and so that's where I think, you know what, would it be the worst thing in the world for him to sit back and learn? No, because he was going to do that anyway. So, man, who, who, uh, who were the prospects uh, during the combine that, that, that kind of had made a buzz? You know, that figured that they, they transitioned well from wherever they were projected to moving up in the draft. I mean, was there any guys, you know, day one, I mean, yesterday that, that kind of moved up in, in the rankings? Yeah, you know, the most curious one, Leon, hits close to home, let's say in tally, with Braden Fifth. Um, everybody I talked to leading into this week had concerns about him in Jacksonville or being selected by Jacksonville, being of interest to Jacksonville because of his length, because of his arms, um, that they would not be, quote-unquote, bulky built. Um, And I heard that about several other teams as well. But I also heard from several teams that his motor is undeniable, and multiple analysts told me the same thing. His motor may be the best of any edge or defensive tackle in the entire class. And he put on a show yesterday in the the on-the-field drills. He made himself some money. Um, I'd also like to give a little shout-out to Kalen Deloach, friend of the program. Um, who ran a four four five? I believe that's the right number. A four four or five four five five. Whatever he ran, he ran point zero two better in the second attempt. Um, his family here in Indianapolis, they were partying. They were so excited. He made himself some money too. And it's a kind of a lean interior linebacking class. And so excited to see him, you know, put on a show, have the second fastest time among those off ball linebackers. But big picture wise, Braden Fisk balled out at the Senior Bowl. As we know, he had to switch sides. Um, switch teams, I should say, the morning of. He had a great interview with the media. He's had great meetings from what I've been told all week, and he made himself some money with the, with the drills yesterday. Leon, did you see the – they compared his numbers 
to Aaron Donald, and like he's right there with him, which is like scary to think. Combine eyes. <laughs> I mean, I'll, all I know is Leon and I were just watching individual drills of Braden Fitz at the Senior Bowl, and he he was getting swallowed. Anyway, so I, I want to tell you, speaking of watching tape with Leon, I just showed him Cooper Beebe, Mion, uh, Mia, and, and Leon had this little sparkle in his eye. I did. Did a you twinkle. see? It was a twinkle. Did, did you see Cooper Beebe before you left? Not unfortunately. The offensive linemen don't come through the podium room until tomorrow. Uh, again, unfortunately, we are flying back this afternoon, um, so I did not get the chance to see any of the offensive linemen. I do know many of them did come to Indianapolis early. I know the Jaguars did several interviews already with offensive linemen, and so for everybody who's panicked and thinks they're only talking to corners or they're only talking to wide receivers, they had at least a dozen interviews done in the cam with offensive linemen before Wednesday. So that's the good news. Don't think that they're completely like neglecting the position. Um, it is something that they are monitoring. All right, so set us up with what's coming up uh, later on because I know that uh, you guys are flying back. Rick will be in at 3 o'clock, but I'm sure there's also maybe a couple things that are in the, uh, in the hopper that we'll be able to hear later. Yeah, of course. Um, if you log on to our 1010XL YouTube channel, um, we have all of Jordan Travis's um, remarks from this morning. We have a bunch of, um, more on our um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so make sure you check all that out and make sure we get it to you guys. You can play it on the program as well. Um, as far as here in Indianapolis, the on-field workouts will be the defensive back safeties and tight ends. Um, when it comes to the tight end class, I, I think it's Brock Bowers and it's everyone else. Undecided at this time, or maybe you guys know and I haven't seen it, if Brock Bowers will actually participate in those on-field drills. And so that'll be interesting to see. I enjoyed his remarks about his meeting with Jim Harbaugh and some of the back and forth that they had in their formal interviews. So um, I'm wondering if that's just smoke or if that actually was a, hey, we're taking you at five, so you don't have to work out. Um, although, I mean, what does he have to lose? I don't think a whole heck of a lot of anything. The defensive backs, though, it is going to be fascinating. I'll leave you guys with this saucy nug. Um, not sure if you guys played it um, because I, I, I didn't send it on the shot sheet. Um, I went to Nate Wiggins, who I know many people have mocked the Jaguars at number 17 overall. And I asked him about Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and he looked at me like I had 10 heads. And we talk about this all the time on the program. Hey, you know what? They were part of a different era, even if they were there three years ago. Um, and he just was like, well, I don't know them. I didn't play with them. Meanwhile, you know, you ask any of the other Clemson players here and they're like, oh, my God, greatest of all time, greatest of all time. Like they come back all the time. They're great. Um, so that was a little perturbing to me. Um, and, and I did get some insight that he did have a formal interview with the Jaguars that um, did not go so well. And now the news that he weighs 173 pounds, which I saw a couple Gator reporters remarking on X, uh, that he weighed the same amount when he went on his visit to the Florida program before committing to Clemson. Um, so do with that information what you will. I'm not saying he's completely off the board at 17. Um, but, yeah, a lot of red flags there. But it'll be curious to see how he tests because he is an elite athlete. I think it'll be curious to see how Rake Straw tests. I think it'll be curious to see Terry and Arnold, who I know uh, Hayes Carlion had, you know, the same like man crush on him that when Joe fell in love with Drake May at as he's at ACC Media Days. Um, I, I don't think he'll be there at 17, but it'll be curious to see how all those guys perform under the bright lights here in Indy today. Yep, sounds good. I tell you what, it's going to be a lot to consume over the next handful of days. All right, Mia, thanks. Good job. We appreciate it. You guys crushed uh, it out there, man. Yeah, Great and, job. Uh, yeah mm -hmm. don't forget all the social channels. Check it, every, uh, check it all out. All right, safe trip. Appreciate it. I'm going to go eat, and then I'll send you guys all those links. All right, sounds good. Uh, and we say thanks again, Hodges, Mazda of the Avenues, as uh, they bring you all the NFL Combine coverage, presented as well by Window World of Northeast Florida. Did you see Leon's eyes when I showed him the keep Cooper beating? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're talking about uh, he, he's a brute. Yeah. It's what I like. 
He's physical. I mean, the six four three thirty five. Six four three thirty five. A wide body. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a he's a, a, a space mover. You know what I'm saying? He's a mauler. That's the type of guy. And he has attitude. I told you what you need to do is listen. You got to get somebody in here, even if they're young. You got to turn the temperature. The temperature of, of the Jaguars' offensive line is a. Uh, you know, warm and fuzzy. Yeah, I don't want is. warm fuzzy. I don't want warm and fuzzy. No, and, and I know, like, the, those highlight reels are highlight reels. I get yeah, all of that. Yeah. But the reality, man, if he gets you turned, he's not just going to turn you. He's throwing you down on the ground. That's what I like. Yeah. How many times did he turn a guy and throw him on the ground? Yeah. He's a big body. He's a, he's a wide-shouldered, big-bodied guard. Did I, he go up against Byron Murphy? I'm just trying to remember if there's any – like, in other words, you're looking for comps. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, just, just to kind of uh, get an idea. What? I'll look up on YouTube. Him, yeah, just, just to see. Too. But that – honestly, we, we, we know what we want. We know that the physicality has got to be there. And we are repeating ourselves, but I don't care. I want to keep making sure that the decision makers know that all of Duval out there knows that this team lost one-on-one battles and they were physically beaten up over the last mm-hmm. half dozen games of the season. That's what happened. Five of six L's when they had a 99% chance to make the postseason beginning <laughs> December one. Okay, you cannot get away from that. You can't sugarcoat that. Okay. You can't turn that into chicken salad. Mm-hmm. No, sir. And so you better make sure that that part of it's fixed. And I, I, I guarantee you they are looking at that part of it to make sure. They, they need attitude adjusters. They, they yeah. need guys with attitude. They, yeah. need, they need physical guys on the front. On the front. And, 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 and Trevor, you know who's going to appreciate it even more? Yeah. Freaking Trevor. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And he's going to appreciate it more. Everybody that's going to get the ball. Okay? Yes. Because he's going to be delivering it to everybody. Now, the other part of it is, is that if this happens, if they go and get these guys, because we ask this question all the time, where's the leadership coming from? Is it going to come down to players developing this mindset? If you get that type of player, yeah. do you start to get ownership in that yeah. locker room Absolutely. of the product? Absolutely. Well, also, now you get that type of player. Also, the template in practice has got to change, okay? I mean, whatever they were, how they were running it towards the end wasn't wasn't – you weren't sending the message. The right. temperament, you've got to change the temperament and the tempo in practice so it can, so it can translate on Sunday. But doesn't Whatever. getting a guy like that Absolutely. kind of stoke the fire a yes. little for everybody and else? He's, he's a rookie, but if he comes in, and, and, and this is what I hope doesn't happen because sometimes veterans try to change the mannerism of what a player right. is when he comes in as a rookie, <laughs> and don't let that happen. Whoever comes in here, if, that guy, if we get that guy, I hope he's mean and nasty and let everybody else adjust. That's yeah. it. Let everybody else adjust. Yeah, that's it. All right, so keep, keep us on the NFL Combine. You can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010. You can drop by Players Grill Mandarin. Definitely just come on and talk some ball. But, you know, kind of keep us on that because we're trying to find those prospects. We're trying to find exactly where they're going to go and what they're going to do. And if we do a, a one-two combo, Matt says interior lineman, interior lineman. Hell yes. And I, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I will go against that, but I certainly understand the logic. So you guys tell us one-two. What areas are the first two that you'd like to see them go? Because when we're talking about Ennis Rakestraw, we're talking about Terry and Arnold, we're talking about Quinion Mitchell, all these guys. I get that, all is, that. Yeah. Is I that, get all that. Is, that. is that one of the next most important positions? Sure. I, I, I understand all that. But yeah. you know what? The most important position is number 16. Mm-hmm. And that's why I look okay. at that like so, that. So Just I'm okay. help him out, man. Right. I'm okay with going interior lineman 17. I'm not crazy about it, but I'm okay with it. Right. 
But you better find what, in other words, what is that next position? Not not Matt's answer, guard guard. Uh, but what is that next most? All important right, guard position? center. How about that? <laughs> or center yeah. guard. I go. I I, I would go gu- either guard center or guard D tackle. I, I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would take that. Two big bodies. Yeah, two big bodies. Two, two wild nasty, bodies. nasty. Nasty. Bodies. Don't and look, care. I'll just yeah. tell you Kick this. Kick your tray in the in the in the uh, lunch room. Yes. Type of guy. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. What I but want. but I, I'll tell you what. I'll go big body, big body. But give me O and D. That, yeah, okay. I'm all right with, I'm all right with that. O and D, absolutely. Okay. I take it. Yeah. I would prefer O and O, but I'm all right with O yeah. and D. I mm-hmm. just made it up. I'm going to OD on mm-hmm. offense and defense. I want, I want both of them. Absolutely, you know? I would take it. Yeah, and so if that can happen, then then you're, you're looking at it. All right, now let's at least shift quickly uh, into the 1 o'clock hour and just touch on this, Matty. Uh, Ross Dellinger, mm-hmm. he's one of the guys right there with you constantly – checking the temperature of what's happening in the college football world and for whatever reason i don't understand it they made a vote they decided to go to 12 teams they made a vote they decided to go with a 7-5 playoff format they came up with all these things and it felt like okay now we know where we're going and since the 7-5 vote which is seven wild card teams and five conference champions five highest rated uh going to the playoff Everything has been up for debate after that. It drives me nuts. So Ross Dillinger. So is first, saying, first, let me, before you yeah, go any further. Yeah. The five and a seven, the five seven, five plus seven is what they call it. Yeah. The agreement that's only for twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. Right. right now, what we're talking about is twenty twenty six to twenty thirty one. The new deal. Sure. The sure. new deal. Right. So that's In other the words, they can't they can't about. change what is happening now. But what is cracking me up is they've locked in on one thing and now they've already started adding to it. Like, uh, you well, know, they haven't even played the first year exactly. of the twelve team playoff. Is your yeah. point? That's yeah. there's like, there's no doubt that that's a little odd that you haven't at least gone through yeah. one playoff before you start talking about format for the next contract. Yeah. I, I, I listen. I'd like I'd like a, a glazed donut. Uh, okay, hang on, hang on. Put a little chocolate sauce on there. I want a glazed on it with chocolate sauce. All right, hang on. Put some rainbow bacon. sprinkles on top of it. You know, I mean, constantly just adding one more thing to the donut. <laughs> I like the donut right now, but Dellinger is saying the SEC and the Big Ten want their champions to receive the top two seeds Every and the first-round buys that would come with uh, a 14-team field. So it's not only that they want three automatic qualifiers, the SEC and the Big Ten, so that's six of the 14, and then the ACC get two and the Big 12 get two. So that's 10 of the 14, Yeah. all right? And then Notre Dame has to finish at a specific level to get an automatic call. I think it's top 12, all right? So then that's what? That takes you to 11, right? That leaves you with three. Three Notre at Dame large. In there. That leaves you with three at large, okay? Unless yeah. Notre Dame doesn't qualify. Yeah. If Notre Dame doesn't qualify, yeah, it's I'm four at largest. And who do you think is going to get those four at largest? Right, but let's just take Notre Dame and plug them in as far as 12 or 14. They, they almost always will be there. So now you're down to two. Well, they weren't last year. Okay, but were they top 14? They were like 16 or 17. Okay, all right, yeah. but yeah, but you're right. I am making an assumption. I'm just saying if that were the scenario, that's even so one you, less. So let's just assume that Notre Dame's going to be part of that, okay? Yeah. Then there's three left. Those three spots are going to be taken by the Big Ten and the SEC. Yeah. No doubt about it. So each year it's going to be five, five, five teams and four teams for either the SEC or the Big Ten, however, mm-hmm. it, however it figures out. And they want, and they want, and this is the key. That's bad enough, okay? The key then is they want a guarantee every single year that the SEC and Big Ten champion, no matter who it is, no matter who it is, gets a first-round buy. Yeah. There will be two first-round buys. It's just like the NFL playoffs. There's 14 teams, two teams get buys. Right. They want their, their champions to receive the pot, the buy every single year, no matter what anyone else does. Clemson could be four, a 12-0. 
Florida right. State or 13 0. Florida State could be 13 0. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're not getting one of the first two buys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, all right. So let's get into it. Of course, you college football fans, you definitely welcome to jump in. If you've been keeping an eye on this on social, 641-1010, hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Let's get back to some of those prospects that we were talking about. Who is turning up the wick at the NFL Combine? We'll do all that coming up as we are hanging out at Players Grill Mandarin. And have we said it a thousand times? You know, we always say we repeat ourselves. Mm. This is worth repeating. Okay, Phil and Megan have done a great job when it comes to creating the atmosphere where the neighborhood meets. And so you got Players Grill Mandarin right here on San Jose. We got Miramar over on Hendricks. You got Oakley Plantation with their brand new and latest location there. So make sure you drop on by. You got all sorts of great specials. The menu, it speaks for itself. And then those cold beers, like we said, a little customer appreciation, 75 cent wings on Wednesday, along with cold Stella's, Bud Lights, or Ultras. Any of the other specials, take full advantage of them right here at Players Grill. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Yeah, we got it right there. A little rock and roll. Welcome to Rockville as we are hanging out on a Friday XL Primetime from Players Grill Mandarin. You can hang out here, enjoy some of the delicious items on the menu, get your cold beer, start to celebrate the weekend on a Friday afternoon. Joe C., Maddie Hayes, Big Surge. We got Coach Campo coming in just a little bit. We heard from me, O'Brien, earlier as she and Frange and Hayes Carline are making their way back from Indianapolis a little bit later on, but still plenty coming out of the NFL Combine. Uh, you just heard a little Welcome to Rockville, one of the hit bands that will be down there in Daytona. And we're going to give you already a winner chance to come up where you can get hooked up with the tickets. And we're talking single-day general admission passes. We have three pairs. Going to give them away today. As a matter of fact, coming up in just a bit, we will give you the first chance to see if you can pick up one of those wristbands uh, to go enjoy Welcome to Rockville. You can go to welcometorockville.com, check everything out there as you're talking about all the big bands that will be there down at Daytona over the course of four days of rock and roll. That's for sure. All right, now we are talking about the NFL Combine. Uh, Let me just give you a couple off the text line as far as what they think uh, with the decision to maybe go inside linemen, uh, which is one of the things that uh, Matt wants to see more than anything else. One of our texters says, I don't think an inside lineman will be either of our first two picks, defensive tackle and cornerback, much higher position value, which is what we always talk about, trying to figure out whether or not uh, they are going to spend high draft capital uh, for interior offensive linemen. Have they gotten their job done by drafting in the second round or beyond? because Luke Fortner's a third-round pick. Now, if you go back, Brandon Sheriff was a high first-round pick or a middle first-round pick, and they signed him in the free agent world. You go to Ezra Cleveland, certainly not a high draft pick, but they ended up bringing him in in a trade. And so you got to figure out draft capital-wise whether they're going to do that or not. So that's one thing. Now, we said that Isn't question it? of outside of the it, offensive line. Yeah. Where's that next it, one? I know where Matt's going. Where's the next one yeah, you're going? Yeah, well, I'm just saying he's talking about that, that the offensive line is not a high-value pick until you need one. Yeah. When you need one, it becomes a, it becomes a high-value pick when you absolutely right. need uh, one. Well, for, not only that, of course I understand that corners yeah. and interior defensive line, as far as va- the way the league values them, it's more, but it's how your franchise values what you need right now, too. Yeah. That has to be part of the equation. Oh, sure. Yeah. Especially if you need somebody to protect the most important guy in your franchise. Yeah. Uh, look, I can't argue with it. And, and like we all said, I, I know we know what we saw 
to steal old. I can't unsee that. Yeah, and to I steal old Chad. Of, How I, can you I unsee got, that? I got man. sick of seeing that week after week after week. Third and one, fourth and one, third and two, shotgun. What the hell are y'all doing? Yeah, I got sick of that. Third and those two, are, yeah, third and half a third yard, and half a yard. Shotgun. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, those those are they they stop drives. Those the inability to convert on those type of plays stops drives. And then, and then when your quarterback can't step up in the pocket and follow through because he's getting pressure interiorly on stunts and dogs and blitz and twists and all that kind of stuff because the interior offensive line is not cohesive, all right, all right, it's okay. If y'all want to see what you saw last year, then y'all you come to the same – it's going to be the same movie. Yeah. If you go, it's going to be yeah. the same movie. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. It's going to be the same movie that you saw last year. Look, Third is, and a half a yard, yeah. man up and get the yard. Right. Impose your will. How, how does Zach Martin work for the Cowboys when they when they when all the, when Jerry Jones was uh, falling in love with everybody else and and they picked Zach what Zach Martin at what the lower part of the, the first round? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you can say the same thing about Quentin. I mean, Quentin Nelson Quentin was a higher Nelson pick, but how, how did he yeah. how did he work? How did he work out? He worked out pretty good, huh? Yeah. Look, I I, I know like what we said. Like I was going to use Jack Buck's quote, I, I don't believe what I just saw. Well, when he said it, it was a great play. And then we said it over and over and over yeah. in a bad way because we just couldn't believe what we just saw. Uh, and there's no question that this football team, and Doug Peterson's charged with this, okay, he's got to make sure that this football team becomes more physical, more efficient, runs the ball more because that was one of the main things. Even though we heard him say that the offensive line – that last game was the last only one game that we had that five starting five in there healthy and, and ready to go. But he also quickly said, where did we end up in the I, run game? See, I don't, where I, did we end up in the yeah, last see, three in the league? Yeah. 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 I mean, but I, but I, I, he says that, that that was only the, the, the first time all season that mm-hmm. the, those, the end of the season were all five of those guys. Yeah. I mean, he acted like they had a full house. Right. I mean, that was. Do you have no? Po- what kind of poker hand did you have with those five that you played with? Not a lot. Not they a lost, lot. didn't they? Yeah. So it was. Huh? Did they not lose? I mean, what? To like, the worst team in the, the league. Worst one of the worst the teams. Worst team in the I division. Mean, one of the worst. Teams what are you in the trying league? to sell me? I know what I saw. Yeah, those first five. Yeah, they finished the season with an L. So that goes to Joe's smokescreen. Do you think it's more smokescreen? Or do you think they're investing? They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're posture. Every team does. Every team lies at this time of the season. And so I'm you, no, did you think that the Cam Robinson then was also part of the smokescreen? It could have been, yeah. yeah. See, I don't but see, know, I think I, I see it as I think they like Cam, though. Yeah, I, really I think do. they I think definitely they like, like I think him. they like Cam. They've proven I think it. Trevor likes Cam. I mean, he might have a say-so. And well, they, may, they may say, Trevor, hey, Trevor, who do you feel more comfortable with your, when you throw the ball on the backside? They might be having these endearing conversations with him. Hey, who, he said, well, Cam. I mean, it's between Walker and Cam, basically. Yeah, right. And whoever Trevor says, I mean, I mean, I'm, they're not just going to pull the trigger on it. I mean, I mean, but, but they're not just going to pull the card on it. I mean, they're going to do their due diligence and, you know, make sure it factors in financially for them. But, I mean, Trevor would also have a say on who he feels more comfortable with, I would think. All right, so when you talk about when you talk about where they're at and what they need to do, they obviously need to have a huge uptick when it comes to what they're doing in the scoring department, what they're doing in the time possession department, everything. It is all part of the equation on the offensive side of the football. I want to slip over to some college football uh, as we were talking about the college football playoff uh, a little bit earlier, and we'll get back to the NFL combine coming up. Uh, but our man Brett McMurphy is saying that the NCAA football rules committee Mm -hmm. is, as we predicted, adding a two-minute warning timeout in the second 
in fourth quarters, which is basically two minutes before the half, two minutes before the end of the game. And then they can use now communication inside the helmet mm. is that they're going to allow the coach to player through the helmet talking on the field, which what does this do? <clears throat> it gets rid of all those signs from the sidelines that we've been talking about. And basically it's going to be turned off. Just I believe this is just like the NFL with 15 seconds left thing. on the play clock. Okay, so it's basically the exact same thing. Uh, I love it. I love it. And even though people say, oh, it's more and more like the NFL and we like seeing all these signs on the sidelines, they may still come up with some version of what they're doing on the sidelines, but it will get rid of all those uh, gymnastics on the sidelines as far as calling them plays. It's, I mean, I, I like I, it. I, I love it, actually. I, I, and and I, I wouldn't, like, if they didn't add the two-minute warning, I'd be okay with that, too. The coach QB communication has to be part of college football. Yeah. It has to be. They're so they're so obsessed about the you know uh, uh, about the Connor Stallings of the world and st- and sign stealing. Okay, great. Let's now fix here's, it. Your, here's your communication. It's an easy fix. Right. Mm-hmm. And now all you got to do is just kind of go bell checking and uh, and uh, just jump right, on that be, frequency. Right, there'll be other ways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jump on that frequency. If you listen, do you like it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I like it. I, I like that. I, well, first thing I thought about when you were saying that, I was I was thinking about sign stealing. Yeah, they did their their ability to steal signs and all that. The reason why they 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 try to create these distractions with all the different signs, and then you got three guys on the sideline doing all different hand signals or whatever like that. But yeah, two minutes to go at half, you know, and two minutes to go in the game. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have a problem with it. Well, it's funny because here we are once again they're figuring out another way to give you a TV timeout. That's how I'm looking at it, mm-hmm. is that's just more money they can charge, and that is an important time of, of the ball game, right before the half and right before the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have uh, just another price point, and they're going to have another commercial break. Now, they already take plenty of commercial breaks as it is, uh, but that's still going to be one of those prized opportunities for them to sell it in. I, I don't do mind rules it. that make the game better. These both make the game better. Yeah. Yeah. All right? I, I don't. I didn't agree with the running clock until two minutes. I, I, I liked the college rule of the clock stops on first downs. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Because, and I, I say this all the time, if you're down two scores in the NFL with like three minutes to go, you're all but dead unless the other team screws up. Mm-hmm. If you're down two scores, three scores in college football with three minutes to go, you absolutely can win. Here's a rule I like to see them change. It doesn't make any sense to me, absolutely, that when a – Guy catches a ball and falls down, he's down. I don't like that in college football. Yeah. You'd like for them to be able to get up. Okay. That'll change, too. Will you change? I wouldn't Look, doubt they're, that. They're going all the way to the yeah. NFL model, including revenue sharing and paying players, so all yeah. of it's going to change. Yeah, yeah. NFL life. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, that drives me crazy when a, when a dude catches like a, a – And the pass interference a, in college football – <laughs> okay, let me ask you this because the, these are these are three big ones. Okay, yeah, these are three big ones. You're saying when the knee goes down, you can keep running, but you're not touched. Yeah, you're and not then touched. pass interference that Matt's talking about. Mm-hmm. It instead of it's not a spot foul. It's 15 yards, mm-hmm. and so it's not nearly as penalizing. Obviously, if the if the defense is caught. Now I like that with the with college football. College football it? it's not a spot foul, is it? Yeah, it's 15 yards passing. 15 yards. Okay, I like that about mm-hmm. that. You know, the spot foul in the NFL drives me crazy. 
It's it's a big chunk. It, 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 it is, is a big chunk. I mean, sometimes you know they bail they bail teams out of it when they're in bad bad situations with the pass interference. Be third and twenty, and they throw a deep ball, a, th- a deep out. And yeah. The guy he bails them out. I, I, I and like we've to seen see. Tom Brady and, and yeah. Pat Mahomes for that matter, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they, these guys were masters absolutely at it because they would just identify one on one coverage, send their guy deep, and just mm-hmm. make sure that that guy could outrun him and, and draw the penalty. The other one. And I, this is—I don't even know if this has been brought up as far as the competition committee is concerned. One, one foot in, as opposed to two, two tap. Right. Mm. You like that one? You don't yeah. like that one? No, yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. like it the way it is? I, uh, yeah. I, I keep it the way it is. Keep it the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I like the one foot. You'd one rather foot. change it, Matt? Or I, I think it's. Look, if the idea—and they say this all the time—if the idea is to prepare these guys to play in the NFL, mm-hmm. I think two, two feet's better. Mm-hmm. It's it's also like why not just everybody play at the same on the, with the same rules, right? Well, you wanted to differ, differentiate college yeah, to, from, pro. to pro. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why the one. Okay, but hang on, but hang on, but hang on. But why? Yeah. Why do you want to differentiate? Well, because you're not the best of the best. There's 135 of these schools, and yeah. the product is a little. Like I'll give you another example. I don't mind the single foot down. I don't mind when you're down, you're down. I, I, would, I would be in favor of changing that, but I don't mind it. The other one is is uh, uh, illegal player downfield mm. because the offensive lineman gets to travel right. much further down the field right. in, the, in the college game, especially in the RPO world. True. And so they don't like that in the national – and I, I think it, you can't have the same rule. You wouldn't have the same amount of offense. True. That's true. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. <clears throat> All right. Um, Denmark, I want you to fire this up, and then we'll come back uh, and, and touch on this subject. But it's Trent Baalke talking with Cameron Wolf, the NFL Network. This is one that came out yesterday that we were talking about, and the idea that they are officially beginning conversations with the quarterback here. Now, we have heard Trent Baalke say that they're now opening up the communication with Josh Allen and his team. But not only are they doing that, they're looking at Trevor a year out, perhaps, to get this deal done. Anyway, roll this uh, soundbite uh, from Balky with Cameron Wolf from the NFL Network. Yeah, we've started discussions, and as you know, those are going to be ongoing. You know, and again, none of this stuff happens overnight. You work diligently between the two parties to try to get something done. Both guys that, uh, you know, you want to keep good football players. That's the object. You want to draft good football players, you want to keep them. And the more players we get that we bring into the system under our tutelage and, and maintain and keep in our system, the better we're going to be. Yeah, that's standard. I don't know how long it's going to take. These are just right now beginning the conversation because you're talking about a blockbuster deal, Pixar's. Yeah. Blockbuster. Okay. How is that going to be perceived if Josh Allen gets tagged and Trevor gets a huge deal. All right, so set that up coming up here in just a second because I do want people to think about that. Six four one ten ten. You heard what uh, Balky had to say. They got big price tag items: Josh Allen, Calvin Ridley, Trevor, and then a few of the other guys that he talked about. They drafted them. They want to develop them. They want to sign them second contracts. So you can chime in on that. It is XL Primetime hanging out where the neighborhood meets right here at Players Grill Mandarin on San Jose Boulevard, talking Jaguar ball, the NFL. Combine and all that stuff coming out of the college football world, too. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Denmark uh, tried to come in just kind of like JJ the DJ with some good 
big hair, heavy metal, Judas Priest right there. Denmark holding it down uh, back at what we normally refer to as J.J. Bill. And people are wondering if we off J.J. Well, he did say that if Bill Belichick is not walking the sidelines, he would take his own life. Mm. Uh, we haven't offed him, uh, but he is enjoying a honeymoon over in Italy. He'll be back uh, later next week. Denmark, you holding up? I mean, this is double time that you've been having to work uh, between Jaguars today and XL primetime. Uh, you've never worked this much in your life. Oh, yeah, it's all right. It's no big deal for me, man. I take a little power now when I get home, and we're good. There you go. Tireless <laughs> worker. Tireless worker. Boy, all right, huh? so you just heard a little Judas Priest, so let's make that your cue to call. Another opportunity for you to win. Welcome to Rockville Passes. We're talking two general admission passes any day, uh, and you can enjoy a chance to head on down to Daytona, courtesy of 1010XL, 641-1010. Take caller number four, Denmark, and let's hook them up with a pair. We've got – opportunities as we go through the rest of the show for you to win but you've got Foo Fighters, Greta Van Fleet, Stone Temple Pilots, you've got Offspring, Mud Vane, Breaking Benjamin, all the Mammoth. great bands. Don't We're forget talking. Mammoth, Wolfgang Van Halen. Oh, yeah. Don't forget that. Talking 150 music artists, five in the first day events. You can go to welcometorockville.com mm. and check all the there. We'll hook up a winner now, hook up a winner as we go along today. All right, XL Primetime. We've got head coach Dave Campbell popping in here in just a second. But I wanted you guys to hear, maybe throw this up, Denmark, and then you can get to your winner. Uh, but this is Mia talking to Jordan Travis. And we mentioned the idea of him coming back and would he be a late-round value to somebody. Anyway, here's the star from Florida State up at the Combine. Jordan, I think we kind of buried the lead. Uh, first off, it's great to see you healthy walking around. Can you kind of walk us through your recovery process and what the timeline you've been told is? Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm taking it day by day. Um, I got it on my boot about a week ago, so, I mean, it's pretty special. I'm so thankful. I wake up every single day, look down in my shoes, and I'm so grateful. Um, it's been a journey for sure, and my family's helped me get through it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I should be ready by May. That's my goal, May, June, so I'm ready for it. What was the official diagnosis? Oh, yeah. I uh, love y'all. Uh, it's been, it, was a, it was a rocky road at the beginning, but I'm so grateful for y'all. I couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, I mean, Tallahassee is the best. You know, he puts a smile on my face every time I'm down there, so I'm just grateful for y'all. Jordan, what was the official diagnosis with your injury? What was the official diagnosis? Uh, honestly, I just know I fractured my leg. That's it. <laughs> I'll just tell you this, and I'm looking at Leon because I, I don't know that he ever has had – I know he's got Gator love in him, but I don't know that he ever has had FSU love in him. But I like the kid. Yeah, you can root for him. I, 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 can, root for, I can root for that kid. I, I appreciate his greatness when he was at Florida State. I mean, he gave my he gave my school hell, but but he's a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, it's is. unfortunate what happened to him. I mean, you're talking about a kid where they have him projected before the injury somewhere. Hell, he was in the Heisman hopeful. Second round, third round. Yeah, yeah. second, second third, third round, whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, depending on – someone's going to take a shot on this kid. Someone's going to take a shot. It, you know, it's going to be a learning process for him. He gets on a team. He learns underneath a veteran. But I, th- I still think he's got his best okay, days of football. Okay, do you hear something scary when he really won't say what the injury was? A little bit. I mean, I, a, a, I do. A little I hear bit, something scary. A little bit. I just um, – I, I, he was a phenomenal college player. I, I don't know how his game would have translated to the NFL. I mean, he, he certainly got better as a thrower the last two years. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I don't know if he's a guy that's going to fit balls in tight windows in the NFL – but I know he's a guy that makes plays. He makes mm-hmm. things happen out there, which is, you know, it's always good to have on your roster if it's your backup guy. Right. Um, I, I, I just think he's got to 
he's got to take a time take time to be healed. Somebody's going to pick him probably in the fifth or sixth round. Mm-hmm. Let him heal, you know, put him on the practice squad, and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, and that's ultimately what it's going to. It's going it, He's on the long road. There's no doubt about no it. No doubt about I it. I just worry about the overall. How well, bad was the fracture? Well, I always say this when it comes to players when they get injury. Yeah. The, the, the wound is probably healed, but you know where you, you got to heal in between the yeah. ears. The yeah. head, mentally. Yeah. Mentally, you, the only way you're able to heal in between the ears and in, 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 in your head is that you got to play ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the injury is probably it's pro- it's intact. But because what happened to him was so devastating to him, he's got to get over it. He's got to figure a way to get over that hurdle because he can't be thinking about the because he's some like you said, Matt. Someone's going to take a shot on him, put him in the practice squad, and let him develop. All right. Mm-hmm. Best thing that's going to be. I always say this about players: when it comes to if they get in trouble or if they get injury, their sanctuary is the football field. Uh, that that is that that is their sanctuary. We're on the field with the fellas, going through the grind, going through the struggle, all this. So. Once he gets back on the field and he, he knows it's healed and he mm-hmm. goes through the process and he knows that it's okay, that's, that's, going to be his huge, that's going to be his biggest hurdle. Right Plus, there. he's also, and I said this earlier, but it's, it's got to be said, it's true. He's a great locker room guy. Mm-hmm. He's a great cat to have in there. Um, yeah. And that's got to mean something because, I mean, we hear franchises talk about it all the time. You hear college coaches talk about it all the time. You need, you know, as, many, as much as you need dogs in the locker room, and you do, you need good locker room guys too. You need guys that can calm the panic. You know, right. he's that type of guy. Um, I still think he's a guy that too. If pressed into action, you need him to play quarterback. He's a guy that if you've got a tall thrower, and all of a sudden you bring him in because that guy got hurt, and everything changes. Then. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a, that's a great changeup to have. Period. Honestly, and and you, if you, it, I just especially if he can throw consistently and accurately. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like. Like and I, we've all said basically the same thing, but good guys are hard to find. The hard workers are hard to find. Uh, one of the assistant coaches at the Senior Bowl, we brought this up on the show when he said, "You know quickly if your teammate's not willing to put in the work, and mm-hmm. you will expose that teammate if they're not willing to put in the work." And so those guys are hard to find, and you want those guys that 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 you, quote, can go to war with and that will do everything to make sure they're prepared. And, and look, uh, we don't want to overplay this, but it was a serious injury. And we've seen other guys that have not been able to continue based on just everything that comes along with a massive leg injury. So just hope for the best for him. Uh, that's for sure. All right, I want to play one soundbite also from up there that we talked about earlier in the week, that Mizzou is coming, okay? Aliyah mm-hmm. Drinkowitz in this offseason, can talk about making it to the college football playoff. Billy Nopier, in this offseason, cannot talk about making it to the college football playoff. That's just the way it is. Would you agree with that? Would you agree that Missouri's got a shot to make it into the top 12? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes, because of the returning production that they have and the the atmosphere that he created. Well, they have good players right now. They do. And and it's not that he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach, and not just because he's a friend of the program. Yeah. They have good players now. Yeah. So listen to – this is Tyron Hopper, linebacker, up there at the NFL Combine. I brought this up to you guys mm-hmm. earlier in the week. And, and the soundbite that Denmark cut up basically just talks about the confidence level that this team has. And, and basically his thought is that when I got here, it wasn't what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm leaving, this is a pretty damn good football team. 
I say it's going to be a lot of guys you're going to be talking about. It's a lot of talent on that team. I expect them to be in the playoffs and go to the Natty and win it. Um, I say that that just shows you that Mizzou is back. I feel like Mizzou don't get a lot of respect in the SEC and as a program. But for us to have, I believe it's six of us here, right? Uh, it shows you the steps that Mizzou has taken uh, to be to become a really um, dominant program in the SEC. So let, let, let me just say this. Um, it's not just that he's recruiting well. He's recruiting the portal well, too. Like, they got Caden Green, the kid from Oklahoma, the offensive tackle, who many coaches thought was the best player in the portal this year, including mm -hmm. over Walter Nolan. Mm -hmm. Like, he, in, in a year after, in, in two years, so he'll be a sophomore next year, he, they, everybody expects him to be like a top 10, top 15 pick, left tackle. Like, right. a, he's a big-time player, okay? Um, I, you, you look at what they've done in the portal, even this, even, even this past portal season. Right. I mean, Toriano Pride, the corner from, from Clemson, that's a great pickup. I, I even think Chris McClellan, the Florida D tackle, is a great pickup for them. And they've got guys that are now difference makers in the SEC. Luther Burton is a difference maker in the SEC. Brady Cook is a difference maker in the SEC. That's, that's how you win games. This kid, Marcus Carroll from Georgia State, wait till you guys see him. He's just a Georgia State guy that not anybody knows about. So Drinkwitz has jumped big time well, into the portal. He's, this running back, this kid, Marcus Carroll from Georgia State, is a big time player. Well, I mean, can't, Matt, can't you gauge it by – I mean, I remember watching Missouri and Georgia play. I mean – they, they they went toe to toe with Hell the Tigers. Yeah, they, 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 they were toe -toe. right there they in the fourth right quarter on the them. road, man. I mean, that, Georgia is the gauge, right? They're they're the gauge of the SEC. If you if you want to beat the Big Bad Wolf, you got to go into the forest. With Missouri, I watched that game. They were never out that game. They were in that game all the way through. Well, the more game. important, they were trading blows in that game. I know that's what I that's saw. That's what's more important. Yes. So I mean, I you know Brady Cook made a mistake in that game in the fourth quarter, obviously, and that and that, and that hurt them big time. But, man, that's – you're talking now about a guy who's been around that. This will be his fifth year in that program. You, if you go into any season with a fifth-year guy at quarterback yeah. who, who played his best season the year before, and you've got one of the best, if not the best, receivers in the country, and you've got Marcus Carroll transferring from Georgia State, and you've got a solid, if not one of the top five offensive mm -hmm. lines in, yeah. the, in the SEC, you're going to score a hell of a lot of points. And confidence is king, is it not? Yeah. From one year to the next? Oh, absolutely. Uh, just especially if, if, if you've got history. If you've got history and you, you went up against the, the Georgias of the world and you know that you took it to the fourth quarter and made it a game, that next season, now, now, now in your opinion, it's time to beat them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the way they're going to be thinking. It's time to beat them now. Uh, we, we kept it close. Okay, because you can't get caught up in names. Yeah, Georgia is, is star power in the SEC. They're the king of the hill. But if you, if you keep anointing them, if you keep anointing them, eventually you're going to have to beat them. Yeah. So that maybe, they, maybe they've turned the table to where, you know, it's time to take over. I will say all this, how good Missouri has, has turned things around. That, you know, just completely dysfunctional Florida team gets a fourth and 17 stop. Missouri loses to Florida at home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Think yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 mm -hmm. crazy. All right, let's let's wrap up because we got to do this before Coach Campo comes on. Mm. Uh, you got to hear this, Leon. This is something I can't believe we didn't get to earlier in the week. Travis Kelsey has had the law laid down on him. Okay, not by a girl. Not by, by who girl. you think. Not by his girl, seriously. Okay, now listen, we knew this was going to happen. He, 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 gets, he gets all the attention in the world. He's got Taylor Swift in the suite. She's flying from Argentina and Asia to come see him. And you knew this was coming. 
Now, I don't know whether this is all true. This is straight social media. But i got to ask you because you, you're, you have been in these situations before. Uh, fourth down and damn alignment story. You can read all about it. But Taylor Swift has now apparently put strict rules out there for Travis Kelsey to follow while dating the star. Know your role and shut your mouth. That's the first one. Hmm. The second one is. Are you serious about this? You can't be serious. He's banned from going to strip clubs. Banned? Banned from going to strip clubs. He has been told to avoid pictures with female fans. You mean wait, all, wait, where are you getting so this you from? Mean, you mean, is this you, just some random so substack or something? You're basically, or is this you're like saying legit? killing all his fun. All right. She is the death of fun, isn't she? She's might, the death of fun. Yeah, yeah you might choose to She's the fun like police. That. He is expected to FaceTime, not text, when they are apart. I think even, like, Grant, the 210 paint man and the witch doctor that are right over there, they know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. If they ask you to <laughs> FaceTime instead of text – they want to see the background. Yeah, they want to. Okay? Yeah, I know that. They want to see the background. All right. So she, she. Uh, I got a bad connection, baby. No, yeah. I, no I ain't doing it. Do I wear so, the doctors. So he's expected to. <laughs> wait, wait, where is this coming Hang from? On. First, yeah. he's expected to FaceTime, not text when they are apart, Stop. and he has also been asked to improve his wardrobe with a five hundred thousand dollar allowance provided. She got to go. Yeah. She's got to go, Leon. Do you, do you think yeah. the works? <laughs> huh? All right, so. She's got to go, bro. <laughs> All right, this is straight. I wish y'all could see the look on Leon's face. This is, this is straight bro. from the Daily Mail, and I got to give them credit, man. They get, they get stuff more right than they do wrong. Uh, but this is uh, an NFL notifications post, and I, I got a kick out of it. I got an absolute kick out of it. So uh, let us know if you could live with those rules. If you were dating Taylor Swift. Basically, she wants a lap dog is what she wants. If you could live with these rules. Kelsey is now a lap dog. Would you be willing to date Taylor Swift if you're banned from the strip clubs, avoid picture with female fans, expected to FaceTime instead of texting, take that $500,000 allowance and clean up your your sorry wardrobe? Uh, Let us know, 641 This is why men. You know what? You know what you say to her? You know what you say, honestly? You don't like my clothes? Yeah. It got you, didn't it? Yeah. Man, yeah. I tell her to kick rocks <laughs> and roll down the hill while she's doing it. Oh, all right. Did it so, not get her the way he dressed? Exactly. Exactly. The way he carried himself? Did it not get her? Again, Dean, uh, Denmark, uh, uh, cue the sound because this is basically, yeah, he did. He did. He knew it. Know your role and shut your mouth. That's right. He knew exactly what he was doing. All right. So you chime in on that 641-1010. We'll ask Coach Campbell if he had any such rules. No, I won't. I won't even ask him that. But we'll say hello to our head coach coming up in just a second on XL Primetime. XL Primetime's Coach Dave Campo is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Online at BoldCityAC.com. Our man Dave Campo has come marching into Players Grill, Mandarin, ready to rock and roll, meeting and greeting. And we're talking some Jaguar football, some NFL combine football. I won't even ask you about what Travis Kelsey's been told to do by Taylor Swift. How are you, Coach? I'm good. Yeah, you're I'm doing good. good. In fact, I just had a couple of French fries. I'm yeah. feeling really good right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you hear the Travis Kelsey rules? Huh? Did you hear the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift rules? Well, I saw some of the rules. Yeah, he's got to watch who he hangs out with. That's for sure. What do you think of those rules? <laughs> well, it would. Be, I'd have a hard time with them, I guess. But at the same time, uh, it depends on how much you want to marry into that 
375 million she has or 800 yeah, million. Yeah, but not, I mean, just got. this is what I don't understand about that. We'll go, we'll go to other stuff. Big I, sir, I just want to say this you real tell quick. her to kick rocks. It's not like she's the easiest person to date, for God's sakes. Yeah. Like his life's completely changing now because of it. Well, it, it, I heard he said he, it's making me a better man. So, hey, what the heck? Leon, yeah. Yeah. Leon you're yeah. in capitalism. Oh, sure he is. Yeah, he's, a, <laughs> he's a lap dog now. He went from an alpha male dog to a lap dog. Oh. All right, so one said on the text line, I would agree to all of that. If she gave me 50% of her royalties for the breakup song, she would write about me after I left her and after spending the 500K. Thank you, Salsa, for chumming, uh, coming in on that one. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's listen, these, these, are, these are hard and fast rules. It's not like TLD doesn't have a, a few, you know, to keep uh, Joe C. under the thumb. I totally get it. But at the same time, you know, tell, do you tell, have I'm to a, FaceTime with her when listen, you're away? No, 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 no. no. Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you what my dad used to say. He said, run more. He said, as, as, as in the house, right. he said, run more in your bath water. Yeah. All right? You got to run more in your bath water in the house. <laughs> That's what he used to say. Run more than your bath water. Goodness you better grace. You better be careful. Brenda's over there. You better watch what you're listen, saying. This is listen. going over the Coach, I don't you, care. You, I don't this is going care. over the uh, internet I here don't or whatever. Care. <laughs> yeah, intercom, internet, it doesn't matter, he says. Uh, all right, so, Coach, let's get to the combine. Talk a little bit about that because, you know, I, I don't know – we, we've talked a lot about your days as far as the way things have changed from the combine, but still the essence of what you're doing is you're trying to go find talent, right? That's exactly the, the, the mission at hand. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I'll tell you, I, I'm glad they do it because, uh, again, I think there's value. First of all, there's value in the medical. But it, it, it and, and the interviews. I mean, you have a chance to see some guys in front of the professionals for the first time. That, that's, that means something. But just watching some of the drills, what it does for guys is, you know, we, we, I sat there and I graded every drill. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sat there and, I, and what I did was I had a list of guys, let's say all the DBs, and they would run a drill and I'd, I'd go five is the best, one's the worst. Right. I'd give them a five, a three, whatever the next guy is, mm-hmm. whatever, and then put that together, and you'd be surprised that when I added all those things up, right. the guys that were at the top were guys that were pretty good football players. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you have to watch the tape. Mm-hmm. And, and the one thing it, might, it, it helps with is that if, if you have a question about what you see on film, that has to do with athletic ability, how mm-hmm, quick right. the guy is, how fast the guy is. You can see some of that, you know, at the combine. Mm-hmm. Now, you're still going to go what you see on film. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. But you can really tie it down to add something to the party, really. So, so, so Coach, as, as far as percentiles go, as far as the combine versus watching speed, because I can listen, I can appreciate what Marvin Harrison said that he did because the combine is more straight line and football is more in waves, right? You know, more right. in waves. So he said that that. So as far as percentile goes, watching film and the combine. I mean, what percentile do you think that coaches give more prudence to the film watching or how someone oh, the pro- combine? Way more on the film. Okay. Great. I mean, you know, I think what you see on the on the in the combine is, you know, you you can say whatever you want, but speed kills. Mm-hmm. So if a guy comes out, whether it's straight line or not, and he runs a one, one uh, 
three or a one four and a ten yard dash, mm-hmm. that's showing you something. That's right. showing you his ability to accelerate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you see guys that come out good, and then all of a sudden they run out of gas. Well, that doesn't matter for an offensive or a defensive lineman, mm-hmm. but it does for a receiver. You know, when you, when you get downfield, mm-hmm. do you have that second gear? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's way more on the film. I mean, what you see on the film is the key to the whole thing. So let's go a little deeper here, okay? Because um, I feel like this is what we do on XL Primetime. We play deep, all right? Yeah. So William says he thinks medicals, you know, shouldn't be around at, at, the, at the combine. Whatever, however, however he phrased it, okay, it shouldn't be part of the combine. If you're a franchise and you're an owner, do you want a guy like that on your team? No. Do you want a guy like that who clearly has shown prior that he has an individual agenda? There's no doubt he does. All right, um, he's got a dad that's a little meddlesome. He's an uber talent. It's not even close. Okay, I, I agree with all that, but if you're if you're if it's that close between he and Jaden Daniels, who are you taking? Yeah, I, I think uh, how a guy operates is part of the equation. Off the I field, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, listen, uh, I had Ryan Leaf at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was hurt. I have to give him credit. He had a bad whatever. He had a mm-hmm. thumb that had to be surgically done or whatever. And your thumb's important. But Mike Price was his coach, and, and I knew I was close friends with Mike Price. I, mm-hmm. pl- I played, coached with him and for him. Right, you didn't go out with that. him a lot, but. No, no, I stayed yeah. away from him. Right. Uh, you know, uh, making that clear. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a little bit off the edge. But, <laughs> but I had a little inkling of who was going to go first between he and Peyton Manning right. beforehand right. because of how he, how he operates. He goes to the Chargers. He's out with dinner with the rook with the rookies and the veterans. Mm-hmm. First thing he does is he refuses to pay the dinner for the for the Ooh. veterans. Starts his whole career off that way. Now Leon, Leon can his, uh, speak dropped, to this a head. lot better than I can because I never went out with those guys. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you right now, that's not how you start the whole thing, and that's who he is, and that mm-hmm. shows. You know, when you have somebody that's a a little bit on the edge, I'm a little bit concerned with Caleb. Just, yeah, just, uh, just at the something, very least, it's a pause, right? Yeah, there's something missing there. When you right. come out and you say that uh, I want a percentage right, in my contract team, right. of what the, 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 the team is getting, right? I have to kind of back up a little bit. And I want guys to make money now. Don't get me wrong. I want guys to make the most money they mm-hmm. can make. But it's just a little pause there. I yeah, agree with you. Yeah, yeah you, you pick up. First of all, you pick up on those subtleties early on. Uh, the, you know, the not paying for the rookie. That I mean, uh, you know, listen, for, for, it was different for me because I, I was going into an organization that was, you know, among the – still at the Pittsburgh. When you sure. walk in the lobby, you see the four Lombardis. Yeah, so, yeah there's all right, You see the four yeah. – that's royalty. Yeah, so, so you got to humbly – when you walk in there, I made that right. Every day I walked through that lobby, I made, it, I, I made a conscious effort to walk through the lobbies every day. Because it was a back room that you could go to the locker room, but I wanted to walk and see those Lombardies because now that's the standard. And by the way, it's and, five now. Oh, it's five now. But <laughs> then, back then it was four. It was four back then. Hey, it could have been five with you. But it could have been five. That's why you ran in Doss. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, but, no, but, but listen, you have to understand that you know when you're in college, you're the big dog on campus. Yeah, yeah. But when you come to the league, 
I remember when I when I walked in when I when I came into that locker room and I signed my contract, I was automatically the third highest player on the team and hadn't played a down. Yeah. All right. Only two guys that were ahead of me were Bubby Brister and Rob Woodson. All right. So I'm the third highest player. So I walked to my locker, Tunch Ilkin. God rest his soul. Tunch Ilkin was my mentor. He said, Now you got the money. What you he said, What are you gonna, are you gonna do? do? Are you gonna hear yeah. are you here for the short term or long term? I said, I'm here for the long term. He said, All right. Then I want you here at 6 in the morning. He told me how to be a professional. Right. Sometimes, you know, some guys got these egos. And when you get into a league, you got to learn. You got to learn how to be a professional. And you got to know, you know, the due diligence and just taking care of a meal. Now, my meal was 3200 Yeah. It was, it, they, they, they got you, boy. They got you, yeah. boy. With cigars <laughs> and liquor and everything. Yeah. But that's, but that's, that's a rite of passage. Yeah. That's, that's cost yeah. doing business. Yeah. Right? Especially, especially the quarterback. Yes, the quarterback. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you got a guy coming in and he's going to be your leader. That guy's got to uh, understand that how good he's going to be is right. directly related to all those other guys so that are standing Let, let me ask there. you this real quick then. Could this be – Caleb Williams playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Could he be making these statements about, I want a percentage, I think the medical's overrated, the combine, because he doesn't want the Bears to pick him? Yeah. I, you know, I've heard guys – I mean, obviously there are guys that have worked that, worked it out that this, they're not going to get picked. Right. I mean – This could all be staged too, Coach. That's, yeah. what, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Does he not want He's the Bears to pick him? He's from D.C. Yeah. yeah. Commander's got the yeah. second pick. Yeah. 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 This could all be staged. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, and, and that's if it why. If that's impressive, I'll tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> right. That may make him the number one pick for sure. Right, he's, right. He's then he's really the one pick. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. That's why you've got to be careful with all that. But uh, I, I just know that there's – when I watch him, I watched a couple things on him uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's definitely – who he, who he is on the football field, oh, in my yeah, opinion. He's good. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah. But it does make you think a little bit mm-hmm. that, hey, you know, I hope this guy understands what I've been hearing you guys talk about for the last beginning of the show mm-hmm. about when you come into the NFL, it's no longer, you're no longer playing Rutgers and Cincinnati and all yeah. these people. It yeah. ain't just good on good. You, you know, this is every guy in there is pretty darn good or else yeah. he wouldn't be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is simple as that. Uh, so we'll stay on it and we'll ask you just from a defensive coordinator's point of view, who scares the hell out of you, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams? Let's at least do a little bit of that exercise in the 2 o'clock hour. Big Search, you are yeah. out the door. Enjoy Absolutely. the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. By the way, Coach. they, yeah, they did chime in on the text line. Almost all girls want those same things that, that Taylor Swift wants, but no girl has also given you a half million dollars. Sign me up. <laughs> is, that, is that the price for happiness? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There, I'll have it right now. There Be, was careful. Some, gotta go, man. Be careful. You <laughs> better get out of here. <laughs> Enjoy. All right. You all right. Got it. Big Sir says right, I'm stepping off. Mic drop. Mic drop on that one. Uh, all right. So we'll head to the 2 o'clock hour. You guys come on by. Players Grill Mandarin. They will be here where the neighborhood meets all the time for you with a great menu, cold beer. You can always count on that. Uh, customer Appreciation Wednesday with the uh, Stellas, the Ultras, the Bud Lights, 75-cent wings, plenty more that you could enjoy here at this Players Grill or the one at Oakleaf or over in Miramar on Hendricks Avenue. That just Happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got state playoff basketball happening all over the place. Let's give a little love. Now, we had the Bishop Kenny High School girls advance to the state championship yesterday. Today, Hilliard 
in boys advancing to the Class 1A state championship. They're going to face Williston, so congrats uh, to Hilliard. They beat Crossroad 49-36, so they move on. Jackson also moves on. They will take on the Villages. Now, do you know, Denmark, when that game is? No, but the Jackson okay. beat the Villages yesterday, played Gibbs. Oops. Gibbs won in triple okay. overtime yesterday in a, in a pretty good game. Okay, so they beat the Villages and moved on. Correct. All right, beautiful, beautiful. I love it. Uh, the Villages, you think it's a bunch of old people. It ain't. It ain't. They got youngsters there as well. Have the Villages there? Have, have you become been like, there recently? They have like a it's huge gigantic. population. It's aren't gigantic. They? <clears throat> now, listen, not only is it gigantic – it's also gigantic when it comes to STD uh, because – I cannot believe you're doing it. I right can't now, believe man. you yeah. brought that up yeah, I know, on but the it's, show. It's, it, it's you not. just told me to be careful with what I said that's going over well, the Well, now, now that you've done airwaves. that, yeah. you, may as well, you may as well say when you're driving your golf cart, don't put like a little uh, shimmy ball up there too because you know what that is, right? Yeah, the, yeah, that's, that's, that's the call sign. Yes. That's the call it's sign. The call Listen, sign. there's a lot of stuff going on over the village. I know there is. Believe me. <laughs> that is how – I did not think it possible in a, in a retirement village that they could – Expand the pop, well, but they just, have. You just, some, some you, just really lowered, bad <laughs> you just lowered the level of this of this uh, uh, show listen, right in. Uh, the son-in-law is from Slocala, <laughs> and so he says they have to drive through the villages all the time, and they would have to play the villages because he was at uh, I think uh, well Westport and then Ocala yeah. Trinity. Yeah. Uh, and uh, anyway, that pop has just massively grown over there. Uh, there's no question about it. All right, 2 o'clock hour. It is XL primetime. We're hanging out at Players <laughs> Grill. Mandarin, come on by and say, hey, well, we're talking ball, NFL combine, a little bit of college football that we were working into earlier. Believe it or not, when you start bringing up spring football, little news and notes, because we got a lot of spring football. We are into March now, people. It's March 1st, and so you're going to have practices popping up everywhere. But, Coach, I asked the question before we hit the break. You're a defensive coordinator by heart, by trade. You got to defend Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden Daniels. Who scares the hell out of you more? I'll tell you, to be honest with you, I think Jaden Daniels is pretty yeah. tough to handle. I tend to agree. I, I really think that the guy's got the ability to do a bunch of different things. Right. I think that puts the pressure on you. Now, I would say Caleb Williams would probably be second. Right. But uh, I, he, I think they're both special. And Drake May. You don't know what you're going to get with Drake May. I'm yeah. not quite sure what he's going to do. I, I think he's a good player, but I'm not as sold on him as the other two guys. Yeah, and look, I've been trying to sell him uh, because I, I, I do love what I see. I do see a big arm. I see I see leadership quality. I also maybe see a little bit of immaturity, but right. we're going to find out about that. But Mac Brown made a change at the offensive coordinator and brought a guy in, Matt, to – to basically get that offense going. And they just did not have the success that I thought they were going to have. Right. But I still think he's a gem of a prospect. I, you know, it's funny, but I, I, it's weird how people are, are jumping off him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. They, he, he was the last year. He was the guy. He's going he's gonna to pass Caleb eventually. I still like him a lot. Yeah. I still think he has a lot of Justin Herbert in him. They're very similar players. That's what I see, too. Um. I, I, I look at him, and I think in the right situation could be a top-tier, top-10, 12-quarterback in the league. Yeah. Well, I, I, I – Put it this way. I feel much better about the first three quarterbacks in this draft, however you want to put them, mm -hmm. Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and, and Drake May, than I did about Trevor's class coming out. Yeah. Because Zach Wilson ended up going second. You, most people would have taken well, Justin three Fields over. Right yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Well, you figure – 
uh, if you go back to the 21, it was Trevor 1, Zach 2, then Justin Fields didn't go to a little bit later on. Oh, I thought it and was then, three in a row. And then Mac Jones went uh, in, the, in the 15th spot. You go to Tua's draft, it was three of the top six. Oh, that's right. It was Joe Burrow 1, then Tua, then Herbert. They went yeah. 5 and 6. Yeah. And so that's a pretty damn good class. Yeah. The other one with Trevor, he's the only one right now shining. The other ones are question mark, question yeah. mark, question mark. Uh, but this one, I, I, like if I had to project a bust, I don't know which one I'd say was a, would be a bust. Uh, I, I think that all three of them are going to be players in the league and be yeah. pretty good, really. Uh, mm-hmm. This is kind of like that draft with Tua. Yeah. Not like – I agree with you. I, I don't think that last year the – was it last year? Yeah. The, uh, what's his name? Who came out first last year? Last year's draft? Yeah. yeah. Uh. Stroud. Yeah, yeah, C.J. Stroud. No, no, no. no. Uh, Bryce Young Young first. Bryce Young. Young. I don't think that class is as good as that one we were just talking about. Okay. All right. See, that's interesting because Bryce Young's got a huge question mark next to his name because of his size over everything else. And there were three guys that we debated a bunch. Top two went one, two, and we're still going to see how that all works out. But for sure, C.J. Stroud obviously head and shoulders this year. Yeah. It's hard to keep that going. Because yep. guys like you are trying to work around the clock to figure out how to defend them and, and how to how to rattle them. Yep. We've seen other guys that have shined in their rookie campaigns, and they haven't been able to keep it up. I get the feeling Stroud will, but, you know. Yeah, he they? seems to be have the mentality and everything that you're looking for, you know. And, and uh, I, I just think this these three quarterbacks all have a chance to be pretty good players in the yeah. league. So. Uh, one thing that Dub Kleiman reporting from <clears> – <throat> the NFL Combine with Jaden Daniels, and it reads, heartwarming uh, LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels says the reason he didn't test at the Combine uh, was to get his teammates more exposure. Teams that want to watch him must now check him out as pro day. Now that, eh, I, eh, I, I'm okay with that, but eh, uh, they're just, why don't you just say what's real is that you could tell them to come watch you at your pro day and you could get your teammates more exposure because that's generally what happens at the pro day. I mean, to be fair, him, Jayden, him saying that, it's kind of like Leon saying, you know, I hurt my thumb earlier in the season and yeah. I'm not going to be able to do bench press. <laughs> yeah. And I there, tweaked as long it as you I'm have, working out. I guess as, as long as you have an excuse. Yeah, whatever it is. And, and But, look, this cat's proven everything on the field. I totally get it. Pro day's where he'll, he'll create his setting, his atmosphere, his environment, and do whatever he wants. But – why don't you just say he ain't throwing? Did Trevor throw a pro day? I mean, at, at the combine, I don't think he did. I right? feel like he did. Uh, you at guys, the combine, uh, yeah. Go back and see. Well, Let you know look. what? It was pandemic. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was pandemic. So uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember exactly how it all played out, but I don't think any of that happened. That I think they had to rely on the pro day. Yeah. All right, we'll check that and go back and get into it. All right. Uh, the other ones I want to ask you about, Coach, because you were with us Tuesday, and that was when Balky. And when Doug Peterson were speaking, we've had plenty that has come out since then. We, you, I believe you threw your thought out as far as uh, we all are pretty much in the same camp. Doug Peterson's going to take over play calling, right? Uh, so now let's talk a little bit more about these offensive linemen that they could be putting on their little visit list. We're just seeing the offensive linemen roll in uh, to Indianapolis. So we'll do that coming up. It's XL Primetime Players Grill Mandarin. That is where we are hanging out. You can make it one of your hangouts. That's why they call it where the neighborhood meets. Uh, you can drop on by this one, Miramar, which is on Hendricks or Oak Leaf Plantation. Let's bring up Brock Bowers and a handful of other guys as well from the Combine coming up. 
Welcome to Rockville, courtesy of 1010XL. Before we get back to the NFL, real quick. Yep, yep. I want to do a real quick that just happened. Okay. Denmark can give us a quick You're going to make Denmark double. I think it's worth a that. All right. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, this is from the HBC. Steve Spurrier speaking to Gene Fournette of the Times Union. You ready for this? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, this it. is a quote, direct quote from Spurrier. This is a public statement, okay? Quote, there's a feeling around the Gators of what the heck are we doing? There's a lot of questions that I don't have the answers to about organization. Just because you hire the most people doesn't mean you're going to win. Whoa. All these extra people, I question how much that really helps. Oh, that's big. Uh, if you have the guy at the top of the Gator Pyramid. If the guy at the top of the pyramid is saying the guy coaching you now doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and he's, which is what he's saying there. He's questioning Billy Vanilli and saying, is he real wow. or is he fake? Now, that comes from uh, the columnist? Gene Fournette. And where is where was this at? The Florida Times Union. Oh, I know that. Gene wrote saying, a column. So, Oh, he wrote the column. That's yeah. where he got the quote. Yeah. Uh, Coach Campo, when wow. you hear that. Yeah. Well, that's one. You're you're on a uh, one foot uh, in the in the grave. The other one on a banana peel. <laughs> that's when, well. Here's another thing too: is Spurrier says nothing without intent. Say it one more time, please. Quote: There's a feeling around the Gators of what the heck are we doing? There's a lot of questions that I don't have the answers to about organization. Just because you hire the most people doesn't mean you're going to win. All these extra people, I question how much that really helps. Mm. I'll tell you what, I guarantee you that there's a lot of people at Florida that are upset yeah, with that, well, too. In other I, words, not only that he said is it publicly, that an indictment, but that he said it. That he said it, correct. Place. But here's another thing, too, uh, uh, coaches. There's also a lot of people at Florida that are like, yeah. He's oh, exactly no, no, right. I know. Oh, no, I, but I understand I, what you're I'm saying. Sure. There are, there are yeah. people high in the administration, probably, right. maybe even the president, happy about it. But right. at the end of the day, the guys that, admit, that make a lot of money and give a lot of money, guess what? I would imagine a majority of them are thinking exactly like Spurrier's. Let me tell you something. And uh, Gator fan, uh, 641-1010, you can hit the text line, Design by Lifetime Enclosures. You hear that? You got, like, FSU fan right now is stoked because of what – is happening up at the NFL Combine. Right, exactly. One compared to a dozen invitees because of what Mike Norvell's been able to do. A bunch of them came through the transfer portal, but who the heck cares because they went to an undefeated uh, regular season and won an ACC championship, didn't get invited to the playoff. That's a whole other story. But the bottom line is Norvell has them rocking and rolling. When Spurrier, when Orr talks, and right now, okay, Urban Meyer is not a guy that's going to step in and chime in on Florida. Spurrier can chime in as an ambassador anytime he wants, and he is right there in Gainesville. And for him to say that, Coach? That's a rough one, I have to admit. I'm shocked. He's also like, he is it. It's not even that he's Florida royalty. He is it. And he's he's number he's one. He's putting a curse on another guy. Yes, I mean, that's, he is. I, I'm, I'm disappointed. And here's the thing. Is he's he's honest, always I'll, stayed away from that. Yeah, I'm disappointed in him as much as I am really? disappointed in the whole okay. uh, situation. That's interesting. See, that's interesting because I will say this. He has stayed away from all of that with, with Zook, with Meyer, with Muschamp, with Sharknado, huh? with Mullen. He stayed away from – now, 
post, once they've left, he said things, but never during. Oh. Yeah, so, that, said. so now I think that's kind of how you have to put this in perspective. This is the number one, and I cannot make this more – more of an underline. He is it when it comes to Florida football. Well, he when is it comes Florida. to Florida athletics, he yeah. is Florida. Yeah. For the number one guy during a season, which clearly is a crossroads season for Billy Napier, it, for him to come out and say that publicly is wow. by the way, shocking. By kiss the way, of death. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's because say, because they're not going to win more than seven games next year. Probably yeah, they'll anyway. be lucky. Like we we've even right. joked, right. he might get coach of the year. They win seven games. Right. But. Right. He's saying it at a very quiet time otherwise. In other words, this is going to be the headline for a while because there's nothing else really going on. And so, uh, like one texter says, Billy knows he's on notice. This just puts a stamp on it. And look, uh, for for Spurrier to say that, and this is how I'm reading this tea leaf in Gainesville, or maybe another leaf, the Gainesville Green down in Gainesville, Something's happening inside that building. Yeah, he doesn't like him, first of all, for sure. He doesn't like what's going on. Okay, you sure. just you just said you're a little surprised that, but doesn't that tell you that yeah. the only reason he would say that is if something serious? Yes, and absolutely. I, I don't, I, especially when, uh, like Matt said, he uh, Spurrier stayed out of yeah out oh, of the of his the classic deal. line was, hey, "I got an office right down here. They won't come say hello because we can yeah. talk ball plays," and, and and he would say it all the time. Yeah. For him to do, ooh. Yeah, well, I, 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 that's, I, I'm shocked. I, I, and I'm not a Florida fan. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's so funny because you go back when, when you were at Miami, before you guys went off to, uh, to Dallas, you knew the recruiting wars that he was going to bring to the table in the early 90s were, absolutely. were, were real and legit. No question. So, first off, kudos to Gene. It's, 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 it's a good column. It's a deep column. Um, I would have led with this, but this is what this part of the column is way down in the story. Because um, people were asking for context. And Gene writes, as much as Spurrier likes Napier personally, he does wonder sometimes if there's too many cooks in the UF broth with its large amount of support staff. Napier's refusal to hire a play caller and special teams coordinator have also been criticized. And then he gets into the quote. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking for context, that's the context. Yeah. And then the rest of that, the rest of the quote is, Billy Napier's a good guy and works his tail off. I like Billy. Good family man but we do wish the organization was a little bit more tidy. Mm-hmm. I, I got to believe, and this is what I have maintained the entire time, I don't know what the product looks like. And it's been two seasons worth of football, and I still can't describe to you what the product is. Yes. And I maintain this all the time. You can be a great recruiter. You can have NIL money to back right. you up. But if your product ain't good enough, people know. Your fans know it. Your right. players, your future players know it. Or I shouldn't even say future players. Players that you might have been able to get but didn't get know it. I um, agree. Yeah. Uh, it, that's that's a scary one for Florida. I'll I'll say that. And I sure. keep using Todd Golden as an example because Todd Golden said, "Okay, what were we? We sucked last year on the basketball court. We didn't compare to the rest of the SEC." Well, I'm changing that. Yeah, I'm going out. I'm yeah. working my tail off in the transfer portal. I'm convinced guys to come and play. And what does he do? He goes and gets my two favorites, Walt and Zion, yeah. among all the other guys that he got. And changed the product, right? And made it better. So yeah, this is interesting. That's for sure. Well, that's definitely deserves of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we'll find out whether or not there's more to that. Whether Spurrier is going to be asked and prodded and poked to give us a little bit more. I think uh, a call to Pat Dooley may be warranted next week, just to kind of see what's going on. I'll tell you another thing. If that was me, 
If I was Napier, mm-hmm. I wouldn't stand for that. I, I, I don't care if I was going to get fired the next year or not. I'd fire back. Yeah. I don't care if, who it is. If they that, might be that, the worst, that might be the worst thing he could do. Yeah, it might be. And I, listen, I've been I accused. Understand of, what you're saying. I've been accused yes. of doing the worst yes. thing you could possibly <laughs> do. Believe me. Yes, and I, I completely <laughs> get it. I completely get it. But I just, uh, yeah, that might be the worst thing he could yeah. do because then yeah. he's going to get even more of Gator Nation. Yeah, just, him. just, just do your best and try to win. Yeah. That's about well, yeah. it, it, it is. That's giving thought a chance to kick in there. <laughs> it is funny though because. When he first got a little bit of backlash, he re- he, he, he kind of bowed up a little oh, he bit. Did. Yeah. yeah, and so he didn't like the criticism, and he says, uh, you know, is, is this what we're going to do, basically is what he was saying. Well, when you don't see anything improve, and this goes back to some of the disastrous decisions that were made either on the football field or on the sidelines, uh, either guys not being coached properly or just not, yep. not having a plan, yep. using – timeouts uh, unnecessarily bad clock you know just the whole deal and so that's what they're looking at more than anything else and you just can't help but say okay it's worthy of criticism yeah well what you said is 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 really correct uh, when you watch a team play you know whether or not the product is going good or it's not going good i mean yeah. you don't know the intricacies necessarily of why things aren't happening, but you you can see things aren't happening. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and so I, you cannot get away from the very simple fact that uh, that they have got a hell of a schedule in front of them, and they don't have a hell of a football team right. in front of them. Right. We mentioned Missouri and the, and the possibility of them going to a college football playoff. Uh, it's first 12-team model that yes. they could be one of the first 12 right. in. You want to talk about pedigree in the college football game? You'd like to be one of the first 12 when they expand. And you would think your chances are for the University of Florida, Florida State University, Miami, any of the state schools. you got a 12-team playoff. You expect to be part of that. Right. I'll tell you what. He's he's setting himself up to have a hell of a, you know, fungu if he does, if it works, (laughs) if it works out. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. If it works out and they play well and they win nine games – they go nine and three, and then they win a bowl game. Yep. I Look, mean, I, he, he's he, he literally would just say, "None of you guys have anything to say to me ever again." Yeah. I, I, I know and, what I'm doing. We're moving forward. Yeah, the yeah. classic John McKay execution. I'm all for it, and and if he can do that, then yeah, he can give the finger to everybody. Yep. But what he's done to this point has been given the doesn't finger. show that certainly <laughs> doesn't show. That. Yeah, has been given the finger to all the people who put all the money. Into the program. I'll remind everybody, at least this goes back to 2021, they were the fourth most generous booster bunch. Fourth most. They gave more than all but three, and they don't really have a whole hell of a lot to show for Well, I promise you that there, there should be no reason why Florida doesn't win. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. They're number one in the state. I don't give a darn. You could talk all you want to. Now, Norvell's done a great job. Yeah, yes. uh, I Hopefully, Miami's going to come back a little bit. But the state school mm-hmm. is Florida. Yeah. If Florida should be able to be a good football it's, team. It's Alabama over Auburn. It's Georgia over yeah, Georgia absolutely. Tech. And you, it's Clemson over South yep. Carolina. We can go down the line. Now, actually, yep. South Carolina may feel like yep. they should be at the top. But, but right. yeah, that, that's the way it's gone. All right, uh, we'll get back to the NFL Combine, but we definitely will stay on this. We've got a few on the text line that want to chime in. What say you about SOS saying that about Billy? And it could be Billy Nope, or Billy Vanilli, however you want to describe <laughs> him. Uh, Gus, Gus, Gus Napier, however you want to describe him. Um, 
But real quick, Coach, they said, as usual, Coach Campo was right. The 2021 draft, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, yeah. and we have to remind ourselves because I keep forgetting to bring him up. Trey Lance was third in that That's draft. That's correct. Trey I knew there was three, but I couldn't think of the Lance third one. Was, because you, you still can't think of the third one unless yeah. you look it up. Yeah, I had to look <laughs> it up. And and, and so the, the guy texts in and goes, as usual, Coach Campo was right. But <laughs> T-Law, Zach, and I keep forgetting. Trey Lance dumped by San Francisco right. into Dallas Cowboys recyclable bed. <laughs> See, I feel and, way more comfortable about the first three in this draft. Yeah. I mean, like yes. night and day more yeah. comfortable. Yes. No question. We all had huge questions about Zach and Trey. Okay? Yeah. We had – I don't know whether Trevor – like one of our texters is like, Josie, are you kidding? What are you talking about Trevor shining? I'm saying shining compared to the other players Absolutely. at his position that were drafted in the first – you go back, Justin Fields was drafted 11th overall. Mack was drafted 15th overall. Uh, Trevor led his team to a playoff and a playoff victory. He was part of being down 27 nothing. He was part of winning after being down 27 nothing. So, yeah, I'm saying he was shining compared to the Justin Fields, the Zachs, the Macs, uh, and the Trey Lances. Of the well, world. let's also be fair. He has shined as the quarterback here. Yeah. It hasn't been all 60 turnovers. He's a guy that clearly has talent, that clearly yeah. can be one of the best in the league if he straightens out the turnover Yeah, problem. if you That's straighten it. those out, he'll be a big-time story uh, this coming year. All right, so we'll, we'll touch on that coming up. Coach Campo hanging out with us. Joe C., Matty Hayes, we're hanging out at Players Grill Mandarin where the neighborhood meets. You can come on by here or Miramar or Oakleaf and enjoy any one of the Players Grills. It's a big hair, heavy metal Friday on XL Primetime. Last chance to win. Welcome to Rockville tickets coming up before we are done today. As we are rocking it out, Denmark just trying to bring the tunage your way. So one more chance coming up in just a bit. Uh, before we are done, uh, this, the the subject kind of took a big shift from the NFL Combine. How could it not? <laughs> yeah, to what Gator Nation had to say after what uh, the story that Gene Fredette and the Florida Times Union put out there with uh, quotes, direct quotes, uh, from the from the head ball coach, uh, Steve Spurrier, just talking about the direction of the program. I want you to read the quote again, uh, Matt, for those who might be jumping it's, in and out of their I car. Mean, I just read it again to myself. It's yeah. hard to listen and, to, And so man. one texter says, I don't know. I kind of disagree with Matt here. He has the opportunity to show some fire here. He won't, but still, and that's referring to will Billy bite back will respond, after right? what Spurrier said. Here's the quote. The quote is, this is from Spurrier. There's a feeling around the Gators of what the heck are we doing? There's a lot of questions that I don't have the answers to about organization. Just because you hire the most people doesn't mean you're going to win. All these extra people, I question how much that really helps. Now, this is part of a, of a, of a deep dive from Gene Fernand in the Times Union where Spurrier says he likes Billy. Mm -hmm. He likes him. Good guy, but there are concerns. There are absolutely concerns. I, I like the fact that, uh, Coach, I like the fact that the former coach can say I like him but then also say what he thinks about what's going on. Yeah, and you know that uh, you know I, you've heard me say that I, sometimes I think there might be too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, uh, and and Spurrier's old school now, just like you know us old timers. Sure, uh, you know he, you know he he looks at he looks at what happens. Right. What how how do you do? 
And, Results. And that's, yeah. 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 And I love the one texture to spur dog. <laughs> Does he got the itch? Well, yeah, he might want to take it over again. Let me tell you Phil, something. Phil Fulmer. I can guarantee you spur dog would not have gone five and seven with that team. Exactly. Last year. Remember Phil Fulmer? Phil Fulmer. He was getting the yeah. itch, and he was ready, almost ready yeah. to step back in uh, because. They couldn't find the right guy, and Tennessee just kept getting uh, not rocky topped. Uh, well, actually, yeah, they were getting rocky topped by other schools, and they felt desperate. And anyway, they made bad hire after bad hire. But Spurrier can look and see the product and know yeah. that, yeah, it's the classic line of can I coach mine or can I coach yours, yours. and come out on top? Right. And, and I believe right. I can, right. uh, which is great. That's the way – coaches should think it's not all about the jimmies and joes it's got a lot to do with it but it also has a hell of a lot to do with who you are and how you're coaching um and so yeah you can definitely see it one texture well they sucked this past year after they lost their quarterback and their d ain't going to be better than it was this year And, and you can you can go back and you can take a look and see uh where the deficiencies are there is a lot of missing pieces down in Gainesville because of recruiting. Yeah, I mean, okay, but you still need to have direction in a football program that says, I'm going to be organized, I'm going to be penalty-free, I'm going to fight you to the, to the football death. Well, you got to have – there's got to be hope. This is what – Frank and I – Frank, Frank and I talk about this all the time. It turns for a football program in college when apathy sets in. There's apathy right now about the Florida program. Among the fan base, mm-hmm. you got to have hope. You got to have the idea of, yeah, this guy can do it. This guy can win. We're going to be all right. We just need X, Y, and Z. I don't think they're there right now. Mm-hmm. I think after after eleven and fourteen and two seasons, um, a- after just look six wins in the SEC in two years, I-, I think people are starting to say, okay, what do we got here? It's it's the old it's the old. Paul 13 movie. And we, mm-hmm. What do we have to working yeah, on yeah, the ship? Exactly. Right now? What do what we have works? right here? And I'm not sure you can say, I'm not sure you can start pointing at these and say, that works. Well, that works too. And that works. We just need this. Okay. I need to bring up one other thing. And I don't know exactly where this is at, Matt. But there's just a little chatter out there about making sure that the collective has all the funding that they need, uh, victorious. And. Is there a DJ Lagway problem that might be ahead? Well, they're not getting the funding because people don't want to give money to a program that's losing. And the only reason I'm bringing up DJ Lagway is if there is a might be a problem ahead, is that what may be leading Spur Dog to say something like this? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, my guess is if they were smart, the deal they made with, with Lagway is like he can't get out of it. If they were smart and they spent what a, allegedly they did spend – it's a deal that he's he's going to be there. Like mm-hmm. he's not going to walk out of it. Yeah. Now I don't know. I don't know what it could like if 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 it's a lot like what the Jaden Rashada thing was, where he says Florida broke its promise or whatever it is. I don't know if that's the case. There's rumors all over the place right now. Yeah. On, online about is is Lagway still happy? Is he going to leave? Um, he he's got to weather this man. Napier's got to weather this next what six months. Seven mm-hmm. months. Well, and that includes and winning ball games too. And it's not, not just it's, weather storms. Yeah, he's he not only has to weather storms over the next seven months, he's got to get this team ready to play, man. Yeah. Yeah. They have the hardest schedule in the country. He's got to get them ready to play and to win. And uh, I've been saying nine games, but I hear people saying eight games. And I guess it's it's all the eight that you win. Let's say they win eight games and they upset George, and then I think you probably keep him. But man, you to keep him and to reinvest in what he's done. Yeah. 
He's got to show significant improvement in, in all areas. In today's world of constantly re-recruiting every player every day, Coach, right. but don't think for a moment they're not picking up on the noise in the system. Right. Well, uh, they are doing pretty well recruiting, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the hope that they have right now. They, they need to do something. They have to prove it. You know, that's, that's the bottom line. But, I mean, he's not, really, he's not really recruiting as well as you think. He was recruiting They're, great, still recruiting good. He, the class finished number, number 16 overall in the yeah, 24-7 right. composite. That's, that's, and, and compared to where it was, uh, that's like, not good. No, it was like top three. Yeah, so no. they lost a lot near the end. And another thing is this, top 16, if you're at Florida, is not a good recruiting class. And that was probably in the SEC at or near the bottom. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at or near the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I go back to what I said earlier. The reason why I went from number top three possibly they to lost 16, like seven guys. Product, product. Yeah, that too. That's yeah. why those product. guys. Well, I guarantee right. you. I guarantee you that comment by Steve mm-hmm. won't, help. W- won't help. Won't <laughs> help. Won't help. Uh, one texture, real quick. No way in H is UF a better program than FSU. Flagship school, link to play, whatever. Uh, argue with your mama, uh, but and I totally get it. But the University of Florida forever was at yeah. the top for the obvious reasons. Yeah. And FSU kept chipping away at it and got there. And guess what? They've leaped back over them again, at least with this recent run that they're on. I That's guarantee sure. you that Jimmy Johnson, if they offered him the job, would take it yeah. right now. <laughs> he might. I, I'll guarantee it. He, the Gators he, job? Absolutely. Jimmy Johnson. Absolutely. I'm just right, that's, I'm being facetious. Yeah, all right, because because was, Florida should say, win. You and Jimmy are tight, man. Don't be saying those <laughs> things. Right. Don't Matt, be saying those things on the 10-10 I'm blowtorch. Just, I'm being facetious. Everybody will pick up on that. Matt will yeah. have it out. All right, let's say hello to, I think, our, our friend Rick Ballou <laughs> will be in in the 3 o'clock hour. He'll be coming up on XL Primetime. <laughs> 10XL is presented by Farrah and Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. I can't think of a better guy to uh, take the uh, Steve Spurrier. <laughs> Right, quote no in the University of Florida and have, I don't know, maybe some seminal fun with it uh, than our man Rick Ballou, who joins us now. Rick, uh, did you happen to catch that quote uh, from one uh, Stephen Orspurrier? Yeah, nothing will ever surprise me with, uh, uh, with <laughs> Steve, but um, I'm incredibly emotional today. Most of my career oh. has been here on Afternoon Drive, and I never thought I would get an opportunity again to, to be here. <laughs> so this is going to be... Um, just uh, a whole heck of a lot of fun, but it's going to be filled with emotion here over the next three hours. Yeah, you're fired up, and you're going to fight back the tears at the same time. And uh, and I know you'll get into it, but honestly, uh, Rick, on the face, whenever you hear a legend, and let's just imagine Bobby Bowden saying something like this uh, about, I don't even know, uh, Norvell before he turned the corner or whatever the case might be, uh, that's what it sounds like to Gator Nation right now. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. Steve Spurrier has always been incredibly uh, outspoken, so um, he's not, um, you know, his comments on Billy Napier, you would kind of expect that. And you know what? I I actually enjoy the fact that he remains truthful, and he's going to come out and say what he actually does believe yeah. and what he actually does think. There's not enough of that, frankly, today, um, especially when you're talking about a place uh, that you once left, and uh, it's usually the other way around. It's it's usually the organization 
taking massive shots at the one who did leave, like, uh, you know, that whole deal with, uh, I, I got to look at, I think, the greatest manager in Red Sox history, Terry Francona. When he left, they brought up all the personal problems and painkillers and all that. So uh, this one's on the other foot, shoe on the other foot, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, all right, so you will be hitting out, I'm sure, what else? The NFL Combine, uh, a ton coming out of there. Yeah, in 30 minutes, Josh Edwards of CBS Sports, not too happy with his mock draft that came out today, has a wide receiver going number 17. That's Brian Thomas out of LSU. Phenomenally talented player, but I just, Mm -hmm. again, think um, they need to get that offensive line taken care of. So, you know, Mel Kuyper this week with a corner. Uh, Josh Edwards this week with a wide receiver. I think that's what most of our listeners want. They want skill guys, right? You don't get excited about offensive linemen, but I, I still believe that that is what this football team needs most. So well, we spend a lot of time with that. Niall Warren Stample in studio, uh, 12 Seminoles at the Combine. We'll talk to Niall about going 10 years ago and the latest on Florida State, especially that front seven. They've tested real well. We'll see how the rest of the guys do later in the week. Yeah, I feel like Fisk is the darling of the NFL Combine, that's for sure. All right, Rick, appreciate it, bro. We See will ya. be listening. All right, so I, I, just got a really, I just got a really bad deja vu before we go. Yeah? We literally were screaming about pass rushers last year over and over and over. Didn't happen. Now we're all screaming about interior offensive linemen. May not happen. May not happen. And, and what, what Rick said is is correct, that we all fall for the skill. And Brian Brian Thomas will light a, a lot of people's flame. But anyway, we'll we'll definitely cover it. Let Rick cover it for the rest of the afternoon. Coach, thanks for hanging out with us. You got it. Uh, thanks to Players Grow Mandarin for taking care of us. Denmark back there. John Party here. Don't forget all three locations you can enjoy uh, at Players Grow, where the neighborhood meets. Josie, Maddie, and Coach, we're going to finish out with our anthem, which is your cue to call last pair of welcome to Rockville tickets courtesy of Denmark caller number four at 641-1010 welcome to Rockville coming up in May down to Daytona as we say goodbye you got a chance to win them come on Joe that ain't good enough you gotta snap the blood out my mouth let's go baby Woo!